on this episode of the Star Wars Time Show! Matt and Nick return after completing construction on their new technological tear at SWTS HQ. While the Star Wars is light, the dudes are prepared to get down with some updates on the Daisy Ridley-led Star Wars sequel, and some thoughts from Pedro P. on Bo-Katan taking the lead in Mando S3. With light content week, you never know what dumb threads they'll spin, so join in and become a bit more stupid today. Of course, the show will end with the question of the week responses and the latest round of top five Star Wars fan artist features. Punch it, Chewie. Hey, now, everybody, look at everybody, at least Devin and Linda and Zavu, a.k.a. One Six Shooter. There he is. Trevor. He's here. He's checking in. I'm, I'm sure he's got a, a toy show to do later today, but we love that he's here supporting the scoundrels of the New Republic. Mm. All right. Well, hey, welcome everybody. Hopefully you can hear us, see us. Uh, it's been a week, so I, I, like I was telling Nick, anytime we leave for an extended period of time, essentially more than seven days, I tend to forget everything that we usually have to do for this stupid little show, but we'll try to get there. Uh, I think you can see us, I think you can hear us, and that's really all that matters. So, come one, come all, the Star Wars Time Show is back in business. Um, if you're wondering why we weren't here last week, uh, first and foremost, crickets like like Star Wars world. I don't know, Nick. It's like I, I haven't felt it be this kind of stagnant in years, to be honest with you. Uh, it, I, it's weird. It's like this summer it just once Mando ended that that was pretty much it. And they're they're saying, hey, just just wait. Bide your time until Ahsoka towards the end of August. I think. That's uh, so. a that's a smart thing. I think that it's good that they're that they're letting it rest a little bit. This is just my opinion. I'm I'm glad they're letting it sit and rest a little bit because um in situations like this where there's like there's no show and there's like no real big promo to do for like other upcoming stuff, just like let people build anticipation in their own minds. Cause if you're like putting out too much stuff. Uh, to like tease everything, then people start to get like, uh, they'll get like a little antsy. They'll start to get like over uh, anxious and and start to build narratives in their head. And and now you just want to let them let them chill, just let them, you know, settle. You know in. what? That that's a um that's a healthy way to approach it, Nick. Uh, <laughs> and not 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 unexpected from you because you are a a fairly mentally healthy individual, much more so than myself. But I, I will tell you, I, I think I agree with you. I, I, I do kind of like that. Get a breather. Let's let's kind of speculate, fan guess at stuff. But I have noticed, and I don't know if this is just Disney Star Wars thing or, or post TLJ, but it does seem, Nick, like the longer we go without official information, the dumber the fandom and the clickbaiters get. And, and we're going to talk about one of their little ploys they did last week that 
uh, was kind of silly. But I just want to point it out to everyone, like how fucking stupid these people are and why those of you that listen to them and believe them and follow them may also be S-T-O-O-P-I-D. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, uh, I, I, I disconnect pretty hard. I mean, like right now, there's nothing to disconnect from, as you were saying. But like after the show, like I, I take like a concerted effort to like not look at anything Star Wars related because like there's just like I'm like I just can't do it. I can't like be in it every day. It like it wears me out. And like, but I, yeah. I, I fall on those grenades for you, my yeah, friend. No. That's my role here at the Star Wars Time Show to just eat all the shit that the fandom puts out so we can talk about it yeah, on the no, next I, show I, and you can get more upset with star Wars and the fans that, uh, uh, tend to flock towards it. Yeah. So, I mean, and then when I saw you, I, I saw you drop something in, I, like our cast topics chat in the Slack. And I was like, Oh, well this is like clearly like either like a, it's either like a joke site or it's just like some random bullshit. And, and that's, Oh, that's it, it gets even better. <laughs> it, it's, it's some nefarious actors we've talked about before the, the, the click baiters, the zeros of the world. This one wasn't zero, but it is a, it is a supposed star Wars insider. We've talked about and ridiculed before in the name of Doomcock. Do you remember Doomcock, Nick? Doomcock is back and, and, and we'll get there, but Doomcock has some, interesting insights about the acolyte series and and uh, like i said this is a later topic but i i honestly think nick the the big hubbub last week around the acolyte and why a lot of this clickbait started to pop up was the fact that i think it was revealed that a a transgender person is in the show and naturally when when the fandom or the, the, the idiots that watch fox news hear that they tend to react wildly and very childlike. And I think that's where a lot of this acolyte stuff is coming from. But we'll get there. Before that, we got to talk all things not Star Wars, right? Because there isn't much Star Wars to talk. So we're going to kind of stretch things out a little bit. Get into some pop culture. We weren't here last week. I wanted to give you a fresh take on The Flash. Missed it. Same with Elemental. But yeah, hey, welcome. We got props in there. And look at this. The intern showed up for the first time and it feels like a decade. <laughs> we, we may need to rescind his credentials. Uh, but they're all a bit flabbergasted by my appearance. And uh, if you're not used to the baby face look, surprise, I can go from looking like I'm half dead to like 10 years old. So uh, I, I, I like to shave the face. Nick, what about you? Do you ever do a clean shave throughout the year or are you mostly trimming and buzzing? Yeah, no, just just beard trims. I think the last time that I was completely uh, clean shaven was 20. 20- 15 was 2015 when I started my first job in Austin. And then after that, I have had a beard ever since. That's legit. That's legit. I wonder, I mean, I wonder what your skin's looking like under there. Cause I actually, I've only had a long beard since May and I I just shaved the stash. I'm like, what the fuck is going on under here? I got like bumps and stuff. It could be a form of herpes, AIDS, COVID-19. You don't know, but you never know what you're going to find under that turf if you haven't shaved in a while. I, I like to I like to skin my face at least once a year to kind of get a fresh a fresh start because I don't know about you. I see you're starting to get your whites. I'll tell you what, brother, when the whites come in, they turn into like bristles, like <laughs> Brillo pads. And, and sometimes it's like, all right, let, let's let's whack those down and, and restart. But yeah, no, no beard, no facial hair. So you got young, 
sexy Matt today. Still short and a little fat, but definitely looking a little younger. Um, Trevor hit on to this. I think he's commenting on the, the acolyte stuff. Uh, OMG, the consternation over her remarks is ridiculous. Totally misunderstood. Uh, you remember that, Nick. I told you they are freaking out because she's like, you know, George Lucas essentially shouldn't be the only one that, that controls Star Wars back in 2019. I'm like, yeah, well, how's that a, an inflammatory statement? He the guy fucking sold, sold it. it and <laughs> he didn't want like, to be like the only one in, in, in charge of <laughs> exactly. Star Wars. Like, and even then, he stopped telling stories outside of the Clone Wars and Star Wars Underground, which never saw the light of day. Um, but last week, it's I, I do think Trevor's right. I think it's a continuation of that report. And then, like I said, I, I do think the stuff... It, Nick, the timestamps are almost identical to when they announced this Ab- Abigail Thorne person uh, was going to be in the Acolyte. It's like, oh, they just announced a transgender. It's it's super woke. It already has a transgender showrunner. So let's go ahead and, and pile on here. Um uh, uh, yeah, Trevor said she was saying that he knew to hire other people to do things he couldn't. And that's a true statement. There's a reason George did not direct Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. There's a reason uh, why those movies are far better than <laughs> the ones that he yeah. did direct. <laughs> yeah, you got to go. I think they came out a year or two ago. There, there, There's the official BTS on Disney Plus, but there's another good one that Vice did. It was like six short episodes. I think they got... Uh, with Marsha Lucas in there, Mary, whatever his first wife was. Uh, and and it was it was pretty legit in t- showing you what George struggled with, uh, you know, how he kind of left ILM hanging like, hey, guys, you got to You got to fucking pick up the slack. It's all on you if we don't get this. So it, w- whatever, we'll, we'll talk about more on uh, Leslie and all that stupid shit later. But. Let's get into some other stupid shit, and that's the Flash. And um, <laughs> let me let me let me kind of tiptoe around this because the Flash is a very odd movie. Okay, um, I'm not gonna say it's bad. I'm not gonna say it's good. It, it's it's interesting. It, it's actually a movie I think everyone should go see just because of how fucking poor some of it is and how fun some of it is uh but if you've heard anything about the flash i guarantee the the one thing you've heard nick is the cgi is fucking bootleg like like 1980s i did see something about that and then i also saw that the director was like that is intentional it's supposed to be bad so okay i don't know what's okay like. well i i hey if that if that was his intent muschetti or however you say his name fucking nailed it because, Nick, there are scenes where you're looking at the CG and it's it's full CG of the fucking people that are acting in the show. It's not like they're trying to pull in, you know, Ben Affleck or, or, or you know, Christopher Reeves and shit, although he does. Spoiler alert, he, he shows up fully CG, too. But, Nick, they're, they're using like fully CG models of, of Ezra, the, the actors that play his parents. And you're just going like. Uh oh! What? What? Yeah, like why? It, and Nick, it doesn't even look good. It 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 doesn't even look like 1999 Jar Jar Binks quality. It looks, and I'm gonna steal this from Connor because I see him in the chat right now, and I, I read his dissertation on this movie, and he's spot on. Nick, the CG looks as bad, if not worse. Than what they did to the Rock and the Scorpion King. <laughs> do, do you remember that? Yeah. Do you remember that? Oh yeah. Okay. One hundred percent. That's yeah. 
that's the quality of this CG when they when they fully render human characters that are acting in the movie. They could have just fucking shot them and you know kind of ghosted the images in the, in this uh this whatever the the time traveling speed force cyclone shit. It is wild. And there are, there are other like a wonky CG things. Um, Ezra. I don't know what you, what you think about them, but it, knowing all the shit that he went through, it is hard to look at the guy and kind of get past his, his real, right. Yeah. His real world ordeals. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, sometimes he shines. Sometimes he's so fucking nauseating and grating. It's just like, is he even trying? Were these pickups? Did someone hold a gun to his head to film these scenes? Like it just, yeah. it just feels like vapid. Uh, but on the other hand, Supergirl's kind of great. Michael Keaton's Batman is fucking tits. Like tits. It's everything a little kid that grew up with 89 Batman would want to see this character in his older years and, and what he's doing with his life and, and kind of how he, he goes out and chooses to help. Uh, you know, I mean, some of it's neat. Some of the cameos, even as bad as they look, it's like, oh, holy shit, they went there. Like... Nick fucking Cage, Superman, bro. Like they nice. went there. I yeah. Um, so I I I kind of dig some of the ideas. Absolutely, do not dig the execution. I mean, it, it was just. But does it surprise anyone? The last movie, the DCEU, it, it, it's not like any of those films really fucking stood out outside of maybe Man of Steel. Um, you know, the first Wonder Woman, maybe. Yeah. Gun Suicide Squad, maybe. Uh, but it, listen, it's, um, it's a spectacle and, and that's why I recommend viewing it. I, I don't even think you'll feel like you wasted your money. It's almost like a, it's a pop culture, uh, event for this summer. Okay. <laughs> I mean, is so it an event if it has like just completely bombed at the box office though? <laughs> like that's why though, like that's why you want to go see it. You want to go see why it did worse than Black Adam. Like it didn't even do better than Black Adam in its opening weekend. And it, and it's it has like the fucking top tier Justice League DC characters in it. It's that's why you need to see it. Uh it's a it, it's I, I'd say it's a it's a solid six. I'll I'll definitely <laughs> consider watching it when it comes to Max, when it comes to HBO Max. I'm just off of DC. Like until the first like act, like the first movie that James Gunn like completely developed himself comes out, I'm I'm just off of it because like you said, I mean this is the DCEU now as they've as, as they've dubbed it like the the extended or the DC expanded universe, which means that like everything that you've seen in DC movies now uh, up to this point is no longer canon similar to the way that like when star wars was bought by disney they put all of the old expanded universe into legends same thing with dc so like i know that like does it if it's canon or not really doesn't make a difference a movie is a movie but like i know like i just like all of the shit in the dceu was terrible it was all bad like wonder woman was passable to the point where they're like, oh my God, we got something. And then Wonder Woman 1980, whatever came out. And that was awful. Uh, Aquaman was relatively entertaining. And then I guess you could argue that the first Man of Steel movie was like, was the one that like kind of kicked it off and wasn't bad. But like, um, as a whole, it, it never came together. Yeah. yeah it never like came together. Like as a whole, the, the DCEU and like, look, 
you know, people always point to like, well, if Snyder, 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 like Snyder was the leader of all that shit before everything went down with Justice League and it was all dog shit. It was all terrible. Like Batman versus Superman was one of the worst movies that I've ever seen. That's that was the problem. Well, two things happened to Snyder. I, I don't know why you go right to BVS after introducing Man of Steel. You should have let Superman breathe a little bit, give him another movie, actually kind of set up the tension between those two characters. The other thing out of his control, his daughter committed suicide like mid Justice League. Yeah, and, yeah I remember and, that because that's why we obviously. Out. I mean, what, what, what the guy just fucking broke to pieces as he should. I mean, his wife was involved in the movie too. They that's when they kind of exited, and then Whedon came in, and we all know he he was upsetting people, being racist allegedly, and yeah. So I, I mean, it's it just and, and it's always bothered me because let's be real dc started superheroes i mean superman is the first fucking comic book character batman was around before all these marvel copies i mean i'm a fan of marvel big fan but if you really analyze it all their characters are copies of the big dc characters it's straight up marvel has a a parallel character for every dc main i mean let's be real um, I mean, how do you get better than fucking Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman? I don't know. The see, Justice League. Like, I mean, that's what I think, though, that, like, Superman's a terrible character. I will go to my grave saying this. Like, Superman's, <laughs> Superman's a character. How dare of, you? That's because you, you, you were too young to fall in love with Christopher I, Reeves. I, watched, I will never let like, someone spot, I watched speak the badly Reeves about stuff. Superman. Like, I've seen the Reeves movies, and, like, two of them were good. Like, like Superman. Oh, won. yeah. Well, I mean, we... We all agree on that, yeah, Nick. Like, I mean, like, Superman gets a little goofy. Yeah. The Richard Pryor one, you can almost be like, oh, okay. But yeah, Superman but like, 4 Su- is pretty Superman's pretty a character shit. that was intentionally built to like with so few flaws that it's hard for anybody to relate to him. Like, at least with like some of the, like with a lot of like the Marvel equivalents, it's easier for like a general audience to like, relate to characters and i think that the problem with superman is that like his weakness is so stupid and yet so specific that like you had like there's no other way to get around it like you have like anybody who's fighting him has to have kryptonite and if they don't then it's not a fight uh or they have to be from krypton and if they if they aren't then it's not a fight so like his his weaknesses are too hyper specific and like even in terms of like his emotional weaknesses, his emotional weakness is one person. Like, it, and no I just ways. think that like when that's all you have to work off of, whether whether it's like, well, it has to be Kryptonite or it has to be Lois, then it, the, your your character development, the story that you tell, becomes so fucking predictable that it's like, well, who's got the Kryptonite this episode and who kidnaps Lois? Like that's just what it comes down to. And like that's Let's, um. Let me try to, while you're on this, let me try to kind of spin this back into Star Wars. Is there a Star Wars character, in your opinion, Nick, that is equivalent to Superman? That's equivalent to Superman. I think that, like... It, it, like like what you're saying, in terms of pretty much has plot armor and there there's really not much you can do with them narratively. Yeah, I mean, that's a good question because at this point... Like all of your your old OT main characters are dead, so you can't say like, "Well, this person's got plot armor, or this person can't die, or something like that," because they're all toast. Um, 
force ghosts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, C- can we say force ghosts are now that they can interact with the living? Both Yoda and Luke showed us in the sequels. And here's the thing: is like, I think it's hard too because I think that that like you could you could say a lot about what Lucas did in terms of his like direction and stuff like that. He did a really good job of like building in realistic and relatable flaws for all of his characters, you know? I mean, you know what? I I guess with hindsight, Nick, could we not argue Palpatine kind of became that character? Yeah, Yeah. that's a good call. Palpatine's definitely the closest one that has like plot armor or has like this like unrealistic like depiction of like his character flaws and stuff like that. Like his his biggest character flaws is hubris, is like his, his unending desire for power and thinking that nobody like no one entity or one person can take him down is, is obviously his, his fatal flaw that yeah, that, I guess. Cause you know, he essentially discounted his granddaughter, right? He didn't think Ray had it in her to, to stop him even after he sucked her dyad goo from her system. Yeah. So, um, what about Kung Fu here? He's saying the old Sith, uh, like Nihilus, Bane, yeah, Treya. I mean, if we're gonna go, I mean, like, that's not true. Cause I got fucking roasted too. Like, I don't, I don't, and they're not can So like, are we doing like canon versus non-canon and, and everything? Hey, like fuck that? it. It's, it's, it's wide open. You, that's why I threw it to you. Cause you have a deeper breath of, of the yeah. non-canon people. I, like, I, think. I don't think that any of them are as bad as Superman. Like, I, I, I really don't because like, um, they all have like, I mean, in, in another thing too, is like, it's so hard to tell because there's not as much content behind, like specifically for the old Republic, like Sith Lord Sith from KOTOR 2, like Kreia and Nihilus and Scion, like you really had so little content behind them that there wasn't enough to like truly build a narrative around their characters. Yeah, it wasn't. Scion, he's a guy that essentially thrived on pain and almost dying, yeah, like, right? Like, he, like he 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 preferred. He was like almost stayed in a constant state of almost death. Yeah, right? like his body was like. I mean, technically, his body was <laughs> decomposed and it was held together purely right. by like hate and anger and dark side of the force and stuff like that. But I gotta play that game again. When's the last time you've you've done Kotor two, if ever? I've played all of Kotor two. Um, when it initially released, but I haven't done like right. a full playthrough of it. Yeah, since me too. It, for it a just while. it never quite snagged me like the original Kotor, which you know we've both played multiple yeah. times, multiple platforms. But yeah, so I mean, truly, Palpatine is the closest one. You could argue that Revan is kind of getting to that point too, because it's like, well, you know, this was a guy who was a Jedi, goes off, falls to the dark side, comes back to being a Jedi. And if you follow the threads through like star Wars, the old Republic MMO game, like then he comes back again and he's not a Jedi or a Sith. And then you, 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 you beat him in, in that game. And like the initial release of that game, there's like a dungeon where he's the boss and then you kill him again. And then he fucking comes back and there's a whole other expansion about him. And it's like, I didn't die last time. Now I'm coming back to, to like uh, yeah, take over the galaxy. Sounding- op yeah so like here's 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 a silly one but there are there's merit to it um r2d2 I, like <laughs> i think about all the times he saves the day i mean we've we've talked about this without r2d2 
the Skywalker line doesn't even begin because yeah. uh, Padme gets wiped out in the in the Trade Federation blockade. And, it, you know, he, he's he's saved Luke a few times. He's saved Anakin a few times. I mean, come on. Yeah, he, he's he like a he, constant, he pretty much can't die. Yeah, <laughs> he, he's definitely like a constant, uh, like, plot device that's used to be like, oh, it, we have to get out of like a weird situation. Well, let's just let R2 yeah. fix it. R2 do it. Yeah. He'll shoot a lightsaber out of his so, head. So maybe Perfect those timing. are the two. Maybe it's maybe it's like Revan <laughs> and it's R2. I love that R2 has been deemed OP Superman like. Yeah. Yes. So I did. Yeah, I mean, like Superman's just never been interesting to me because it's like every time you watch it, it's like, oh, somebody like, oh, Batman has kryptonite somehow and is kicking his ass. Oh, go figure. Or yeah. oh, somebody's got Lois Lane again. Oh shit. Like See, I, I just, I don't know. I, I, I do, I do think it's a product of, of our age difference. Cause a, a lot of us seventies, eighties kids, I think we are just enamored and blown away by Reeves. And it, you know, when you're that little, a hero's a hero and you're, and you're drawn to it. I mean, I, I had the tights, the undies, the cape. I mean, he was my guy. I, I can remember, um, he, he spoke at my college graduation and that was like one of the coolest fucking That's things awesome. of my life. Yeah. And I, it was it was the broken Reeves, and I think he died like a year later. But I just I've always loved the guy, and, and I think that's where a lot of my my Superman love is is rooted in, yeah. no doubt about it. I, I, you do you definitely have great points on the character, and it's just how much can you yeah. really do and with I mean, someone like, that's a god? Like it, he's the first superhero ever created. So like when when you know he was being developed and stuff, they were like, well, let's just make Man of Steel, Invincible Man, can do all of this stuff, right. like. Something to truly aspire to. Running faster than bullets yeah, and shit. Like, yeah, like you know, you didn't you didn't think like nobody could have imagined back when when Superman was being developed that like oh yeah well like he needs to have more flaws than than this because you, they were just like well this is going to stay comic book material forever like they figured they would write who knows they they figured they might write one fucking comic and people hated it and they would never write it again like they didn't know what right. it would become. But like, I think that DC did a much better job with Batman in terms of like, because he is a human and because he is just like a man, he has, he's much more relatable in terms of like people watching and intaking his content because you're like, well, he's a guy just like me. And, um, he has a lot more relatable flaws, like his, his inability to cope with the death of his parents, his inability to form relationships with people around him because he has this veneer and this wall up around him. A lot of people who do struggle with, you know, like self-esteem issues or people who do struggle with, with letting people in can like look at Batman and relate to that. And then it also like it, the vigilante aspect of it makes it feel like, well, if he can do it, I can do it. Like this guy is out there, you know, defending his city and, and protecting the people of Gotham with no more than just like, I mean, back in the day, like back in brains and gadgets, yeah, man. you know, brains like and he, gadgets, detective and that's skills. It. Like, you know, that was before he had like, you know, suits made out of carbon fiber steel that cost millions of dollars and shit like that. It was a dude in a rubber suit running around with a cape on just beating people up. Like it was a lot more later. Yeah. I mean, he's, you're right. I mean, Batman, Bruce Wayne, hands down the most relatable big time superhero yeah. and i think that across like, dc and marvel you know i mean maybe that yeah, even iron man isn't as relatable as, as he, bruce even though they're they're both rich as fuck but iron man never really struggled right? yeah i mean 
Like Iron Man, Iron Man was was definitely he, like he had some some family problems via the MCU. I don't I don't know if that also came from the comics, but it was nothing like like Bruce. I yeah. mean, uh, Iron Man at least made it into his twenties, college years before his parents were whacked by the Winter Soldier. Yeah, exactly. So like you know, but I think that in general, like you know, first to market's not best to market in most of the situations. Like you can go back and look at a lot of the history of like marketplace like injection and like when, when products come on the market more often than not, the first ones on the market aren't the best ones unless they really, really have an edge on everybody else. And like, I think that's just what happened with DC. It's like, they were first on the market for sure. Like you said, first, first ones there with, with, you know, superhero comic books, detective comics and stuff like that. But like, they're not the best because Marvel and Stan Lee and Jack Kirby and and all of the people who who wrote for Marvel and its inception were able to like look at DC and say like well this is what's wrong with it is like your 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 heroes <laughs> yeah let me let, let, let's fix that character a little bit yeah, and we'll so just like, call him we'll call him Ratman instead yeah Ratman and and Loose Bane so I think that that uh, I, I got I got two for the, the peanut gallery is being quite helpful today I like these Kung Fu Punisher greater than Batman what say you. Um, I mean, I similar type of characters, a little more hardcore on Punisher side, but no, no superpowers, just a regular dude. Yeah, he's a, a regular dude. Of, he's I think a little that, bit of PTSD. Yeah, I think that what makes I mean, it's two very different characters, right? Like, even though they are similar in terms of the way that they function, I think they're two very different characters because of how they won because of their background and how they were raised. Yeah, Fra- Frank's not a playboy. Yeah. He's he's not going to like a gala anywhere and, yeah. and wearing a a black tie suit. But I I I I will say that in terms of just like if I'm going to if there's a problem in front of me and I need somebody to like figure it out, I'm going to give it to Batman because Batman's a little bit a little bit more of a balance between brains and brawn than than Punisher right. is. Punisher is like yeah. Can I shoot Let's it fuck some or shit up. beat it yeah. up with my hands? If I can't, then it's really kind of out of my wheelhouse. No, you're, you're right. Like <laughs> if I needed someone to like solve a crime, I'm going Batman. Yeah. If I needed someone to just go smash some skulls, I'm going Punisher. Yeah, then, then it's like Punisher. all we're doing is lining motherfuckers up on the curb and doing the American History X stomp. Like, clah, 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 clah. These yeah, are normal then, then thoughts, people. You guys have them too, don't you? that yeah i i i think that that batman is a better actual like i I would call it like hero and punisher is is a much better that's fair killer badass (laughs) killer yeah he's sweet at killing oh yeah batman doesn't really like to do that so that's an easy win for frank yeah all right and then we'll move on after this one but uh, trevor's got a decent one too i want to hear your take trevor says i think peter parker spider-man is the most relatable Okay. We think. I think that that's a good. Because he's like a teen, yeah. you know, a you little to, not quite formed. Yeah. Like you, like with Peter Parker, Spider-Man, like you get to grow with him, which I think is something that you really didn't get to experience with a lot of other heroes at that time. And, or even like other heroes just now. I, and I think that like um, what's being done with a lot of these other like origin stories and stuff like that, Disney plus Marvel shows like Miss Marvel or something like that is like you get, you, you do get the opportunity now to grow with the hero. So I do think that like Peter Parker, Spider-Man is unique in, in the way that like you can read it or you can watch it as a kid and be like, man, that that's exactly what I would do. Like if I was in Peter Parker's shoes, like 
I would do that exact same thing. When I saw the first Spider-Man movie, Sam Raimi Spider-Man, I was like, Toby, I was like, I would do that exact same shit like that. Like, this is how I would react if I like found out that I had like spider powers. Um, yeah, I, 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 he lines up. I mean, outside of the fact that he's basically a mutant. I mean, yeah, yeah. pretty relatable dude, yeah. at least from his 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 and Peter like, side, for and, sure. And I think that like this is the last thing we'll say, on, like I'll say on the Marvel stuff and then we can kick past it. But like, I think that's also why there's just been like a di- like a like a general kind of like funkiness in terms of Marvel phase four um, and, and like the phases moving forward specifically after um, Endgame is because this was something that I heard on another podcast. If you've ever like listened to the rewatchables, well, that's j- just, just say, you just say you, yeah, made I it made up. it up to say you made but it it's, up. It's all about stakes. <laughs> it's all about like when, like, you know, when Spider-Man first came out, when Iron Man first came out, when a lot of like Marvel phase one, phase two, uh, stuff was happening, the stakes were all, all very relatable. Like Iron Man's first movie is like, he gets captured by Middle Eastern terrorists and has to break his way out. Like that, that's like a very relatable yeah. thing, especially at that time. This was like, yeah, 2008, we were knee deep into, yeah. you know, uh, Iraq and Afghanistan. Yeah. And then like, so. even like, you know, like early Spider-Man, it's all very local, localized problems. You know, like Spider-Man is a person, is a a hero for the city of New York. Iron Man was fighting for, you know, the city that he lived in, fighting to get himself out of, you know, terrorist uh, captivity. And then from there is, it's basically kind of like, and they show this in a montage, but he's like, he's fighting problems that we're all familiar with. And then at the end of it, he's fighting his own best friend at the time, Obadiah Stane. Spider-Man's the same way where it's like you're fighting, like he ends up fighting his dad, like his best friend's dad in the movies. And then he has to fight Hobgoblin, who was his best friend. Like, so the stakes are very relatable to what we as non-superheroes can really understand. And now in Marvel... When you watch fucking uh, Doctor Strange and a Multiverse of Madness, you're looking at this shit and you're like, what the fuck is going on? Like, like, the st- what are the stakes of this? Like, the stakes are Wait, so... You never had to worry about uh, interdimensional octopi in your yeah, city? exactly. Down there in the bayou, dude? The, the stakes are so <laughs> outsized that it's like we can't relate to it yeah. as an audience anymore. The, the multiverse has definitely opened up a can of worms. And, hey, you're, you're right. I mean phase four is like it shouldn't even exist like it was just it's a lost phase um phase five i guess is sort of starting on the right foot i mean but guardians three doesn't really latch into any of the bigger stuff they're trying to do with kang and uh, kang gets his kind of his debut in ant-man which is scattered brained as fuck so uh, they are right. It just it is a shame the MCU has not been able to recapture that that magic of ooh, what's gonna happen next? Oh, Stinger, I can't wait. Ooh, here it comes the the two part event, Infinity War, Endgame, yay! Like I I, I don't see that anywhere. Yeah, and through it's like their roadmap even, at this point with in time, it, like Infinity War and Endgame, like even though the stakes had gotten large, the way that they made it personal, like personal to you yeah. as the viewer, is like. Well, they right. just snapped your relatives out. Like your family could be gone. Like half of the Earth's population is just missing. Like they're just gone because of this one 
intergalactic terror in Thanos that that had you know done this this thing with the Infinity Stone. So even though like they they expanded beyond the immediacy of Earth to like tell its story, they they brought it back to a very localized like uh problem in something that like everybody could could resonate with by doing the snap and by like taking away people's families and taking away people's loved ones and, and stuff like that. And I think with phase four they just couldn't do that anymore. Like they they just didn't have a storyline that they could yeah, like it's, bring it's down lost. to earth I, anymore. <laughs> I, I don't I don't think five year anyone's gonna get that shit back on track. But it's listen, I'll, I'll still be there day one. Uh speaking of movies that probably aren't going to be as good as they should or we want them to i'll, I'll be seeing dial of destiny probably oh yeah i mean so. that that's one that i'm gonna go see and i haven't been to a movie in a while um but that's one that i'm gonna go see in, in the movies for sure yeah you gotta get you gotta get your sub back on man see having amc a plus it, it it does keep me at least at least once a week definitely two times a month uh, I did not make it out last week because there really wasn't anything I need to see, but this week looking for, for dial. All right. Good stuff there on the comic book front. Didn't expect that, but I love it. I love it. Real quick before we get into some, some Star Wars on the Star Wars time show, because there's always time for Star Wars time or the Flash or the Marvel or Phase 4 or Phase 5 or in this case, Elemental. Okay. Sadly, another movie that that flopped. Um, this is a Pixar flick, Nick. I don't know if you and Taylor checked it out. Um, I'll tell you what, it, it's, it's pretty damn good. It's a, it's another cheeky way that, that Pixar has figured out how to kind of tackle a huge social issue. In this case, I would say immigration and race relations in a kid friendly cartoon that kind of teaches them how fucked up life is going to get the older they become without it kind of depressing them and, and making them go, oh shit, I don't want to go out in the, into the big wide world if this is how people treat each other. Um, I, I dug it. It's, it is, like I said, it's a good, I, I don't know if you'd call it a metaphor, probably an allegory, like I said, mostly on immigration and, and sometimes how immigrants are, are looked at and sometimes how immigrants kind of act when they are in a new space and uh, but but more importantly, I, I do really think it, it, the other thing is, uh, you know, you, you don't always have to be with your own kind. Different types of people are OK. It's OK when different groups actually come together and potentially fall in love and have relationships and learn new things about different cultures. Uh, so I dug it. But uh, from what I was reading, it got absolutely leveled at the box office so i don't i don't think pixar has been doing so hot uh, i know some people are probably go woke go broke um those are the the y'all of the world but it's good like if, if if you want your kid to grow up and not like maga and stuff like that show them stuff like this it's okay it's not grooming i can promise you that it's just raising good people and and getting good messages out there that most humans should be on board with uh, but for some reason, it seems like from 2015 on, we are trying to go back into the dark ages, um, at least over here in the States. Uh, so there you go. Elemental. Big fan. I'd give it an eight if if you really wanted a review score, Nick. I know you like those. Yeah. I mean, I will probably see it when it comes to uh, to Disney. Disney uh, Plus. But yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, like be a little, little date movie for, for Taylor and you. You guys, I think you'll you'll enjoy it. For I think sure. that just like. I think now we just have to to understand or like I think that like the industry needs to understand like what 
theaters are for now. And I think that like, I don't know if it's still just like leftover. I don't like, I don't personally think it's leftover anxiety from like COVID times and stuff anymore. I think people are no, over that. It's, I just think it's, it's the, the training we all went through. And, and now that people know, like, fuck, I can wait maybe 10 days and just buy a new movie. Yeah. Or, I'm going to do that. Or Especially like, families. Like, yeah, you know, it comes you know, to a stream. Why take everyone for, for $20 a, a head when you can buy it for $20 and have it for life? Yeah. I mean, I, Nick, I think Fast X was on, you know, Voodoo, Amazon, uh, Apple TV, whatever, uh, 10 days yeah. after it hit, hit theaters. Uh, the, the Disney movies, you know, I mean, sometimes they hold them a little bit longer, but you're looking at 45 to, to 60 days. You're going to be getting those on Disney plus. So yeah, you, you're not wrong. I mean, I listen, I'm a cinema buff. If cinemas go away, it'll be very, very sad, but it is. It's almost like they're only for the big fucking tentpole shit these days. Uh, and even there, like the flash got hammered. Uh, but some of the big tent poles still destroy. I mean, look what Maverick did last year. Yeah. I have a feeling Indies is going to have gonna, a huge Indy's weekend. Indies going to do well. I think it's like, uh, it's, I, it's brand like right now it's, it's brands. Like that's what pops off at in theaters. It's like, is it, is there a brand behind it? Like Indiana Jones yeah, is a yeah. brand. Like, right. You know, Top Which Gun was a kind, brand. Kind of sad though. Right. Yeah, I no, mean, you're, you're not going to get, you're probably not going to get as many risk type of movies or, or new IP type of oh, stuff yeah. in the theaters. Yeah. I mean, we talked about that a little bit last time we were on too, is that like at this point, nobody makes $50 million movies anymore. The only people that make 50 million, even less than that, like $50 million, still a lot of money. I mean, indie, indie movies and stuff like that, you know, get made for less than a million, but the only people who really do that anymore are a 24, which is who made everything everywhere all at once. And then Blumhouse, which is primarily horror movies. Like they did. The you know what, dude, like I, I, I'm glad you brought them up. Cause you know, I applaud those. What are they? Are they studios or production companies? I think they're production um, companies. Yeah. But you're, you are right. They, they do seem to be the ones that are still willing to take risks on, on new IP. Um, I, I think it was Bloomhouse. They did that. Was it Barbarian last year? That, that was a fucking crazy horror thriller. Uh, what's what's um, a twenty four? I mean, yeah, like you said, every, everything yeah. everywhere. I mean, I mean like, look even right if there. You've that, seen, that, that's proof enough alone. Yeah, like if you've seen Beef on Netflix, Beef was made by a twenty four. Um, so, uh, and they, there's like a bunch of. I think they did. Did they do Midsummer? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Like. They, I mean, like all of the, yeah, they did I, Midsummer, I they did Hereditary, I, Uncut Gems, Moonlight. Like they go. were, they did a shit all good. Of just incredible all, movies. Those are all good movies. All good. All good. Yeah. So I actually, I need to see Midsummer again. That, that movie is fucked up, but I actually, I want to see it on Fungus. Cause remember there's a part where they, I don't know if you ever seen it, but there's a part where they, before shit gets wild, they um, they eat a few mushrooms, and that just like ratchets up the <laughs> sends, tension, sends it man. into the stratosphere. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, like it's just movie movie theaters are changing. This is something that was probably like talked about a while ago. Is that like movie theaters are going to become are, are only going to be for like tentpole things? And while like Pixar, Pixar what like used to be tentpole like films like when it was toy Fuck story yeah, the, the toy stories you know, monsters, monsters inc stuff like that when you had like a franchise out there then it was like okay definitely gonna happen like you know gotta go see this in theaters but like it's 
it's hard to launch a new franchise now. So, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of sad. It's definitely sad. True enough. Well, speaking of big franchises that may make it to a theater, we got a little update on Daisy Ridley's Star Wars sequel. Uh, it, it has been confirmed, not that this really means anything, that they are going to start shooting in April of 2024. And, and according to this Jeff Snyder guy from the Hot Mike podcast, who has hit, like, let's be real, he's he's got a lot of these uh, rumors and leaks true about this, this sequel movie. So I, I, I tend to kind of buy into his stuff at this point in time. But it, but he's saying because you know, we talked before we took our break last week. Oh, by the way, hey, check this out. Check out my new floors. There they are. You see them, everybody. That's what we were doing last week here. Putting in the wood floor really opens up the space. As uh, as telling Nick, the acoustics are amazing. My subwoofer sounds better than ever, and now my camera's fucking twisted. But. Anyways, let me get back to what I was talking about because uh, I've already forgot. Uh, what the fuck was I? Th- what, what the new thr- oh, day. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Got it. Got it. So uh, before we took our construction break last week at the HQ to build our technological tear, we talked about there's going to be two Star Wars movies in 2026 now because Avatar three is eating up the 2025 December date. And it makes sense. You're not going to have Avatar and Star Wars compete. Uh, although Iger, he doesn't even want a Star Wars movie to compete with Mary Poppins. So you never really know what's going on over there at Disney. But anyways, we know there's two Star Wars movies coming out in 2026. There's going to be a May one and a December one. Well, according to this Snyder guy, the May one is 100% going to be the Daisy Ridley joint. So the fact that it's going to start filming next spring, I, I, I don't know. Some people think it's curious. I'm like, well, nah, that's, that's about right. I mean, the, the sequel trilogy, unlike the prequel trilogy, was on about a two-year development cycle in terms of shoot, post, movie. You know, before everything blew up, the formula was... Sequel movie, year next year, Star Wars story. Next year, sequel movie. Next year, Star Wars story. Next year, sequel movie, so on and so forth. So I'm not, you know, some people are like, why are, they, why are they starting so early and this, that? Why not take time to develop the script, which you know is fucked up, because they had to fire Damon and, and hire Steve. And I'm like, guys, we're talking April 2024 yeah. for the shoot. There's plenty that's of time to ten, get that shit that's ironed like 10 out. months. I, like, there's, yeah. Yeah, I, I, maybe they're worried because of the, the writer strike and, and if, if Steve Knight's allowed to write or not, I don't know. But it, it does, it, the reaction to this seemed odd. And the other odd thing, and again, you just you got to be careful of what you read and buy into on the Internet. But there was a, a plot synopsis that, that kind of released in conjunction with this. And if you read the plot synopsis as a normal human, you should go, yeah, this is fucking bullshit. This is either written by an AI or a guy named Matt in his basement because there's no way a studio puts this this quality of copy out. So um, here's the here's the plot synopsis here. Set roughly 15 years after Rey's victory over Palpatine in the end of Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, the sequel delves into Rey's courageous endeavor to restore the Jedi Order, where she assumes the role of mentor to two promising young students, a girl and a boy. 
As their training progresses, it becomes evident the girl possesses extraordinary abilities destined to emerge as a future leader. I mean, like, okay. what? <laughs> Where would you ever read a plot synopsis That's not even like a that? Plot like an synopsis. official one. <laughs> That's just like... No, it, it's just fucking yeah. bullshit is yeah, what it is. Like, yeah, I mean, obviously everybody out there is like, is really kind of chomping at the bit for information about Star Wars movies post uh tross i mean it's been a while it's been a long time so as soon as like as soon as official sources and official like you know even as like disney themselves comes out and says like hey the next movie is going to be with daisy ridley and it's going to be set after tross 10 years then people are just going to be like oh i can put out shit now i can like make up some stuff and make it sound real ish like i don't know uh, <laughs> dude, I mean, open, I mean, chat could have done yeah. better than that. GPT, like, like, like throw a few dollars at that, that straight GPT 4.0. It, it's going to blow that fucking synopsis out of the pond. It's just it, where we, you would never get so much detail as in young students, boy and girl, girl, better than boy, girl, become leader like that. that they, they don't flow that way. I'll actually, once we get to the acolyte nonsense, I will, I will read you what a synopsis is from a studio, from a professional copywriter. Although there's not going to be many professional copywriters left because that is a job that is getting eaten up by our AI buddies. It's just like, I don't know. I mean, that, that bad, that bogus stuff. Just, just be aware. This is your media literacy segment of the Star Wars Time Show. Um, it, it's bullshit. The only thing that's legit here is the 15 years after in Ray's trying to restore the order. Like they at least lifted some stuff from, I think what Kathy yeah. said at, at celebration. But outside of that, uh, this is stupid. And, and I actually would not want to see this movie. I have, I have no interest on Ray just with, with two, you know, different students and, and one's more powerful than the other. Like I, who fucking yeah, cares? I, I definitely, that, I mean, and here's the thing, too. It's like, this is so broad that, like, is she going to be training Jedi? Possible. Are two of them going to be a male and a female? Possible. Like, it's not like, like, it's so broad. What, what the other thing? Destined to emerge as a future leader just because she's powerful. Yeah. Like, what? What? Ray Ray's going to age so significantly by the end of this film, she can't lead yeah, anymore? Like, like, I, I don't Yeah, it's, it's, it doesn't make it, sense. It honestly is just like, like you said. Does the girl kill Ray? Like, is she bad yeah. and then becomes the leader of the new dark side? All right, maybe that's a little yeah. more exciting, but it's just, it's so generic and, and it's, it's just not yeah, a synopsis. No. So it's, don't worry. And the other thing, the other thing, even though I did call it new Jedi order, that absolutely is not the name of the movie. All right. That's just kind of what fans are running with right now. This Snyder guy is saying again, he, he does seem to have a legit source that, that that's it's new Jedi order is not nothing official. Oh. All right. So there you go. A little, little bit of star Wars mixed into our, our comic book movie breakdown yeah. show today. Um, sticking with, with star Wars. And this is more of a PSA. Plus I'm kind of excited. Hopefully it'll give us something to talk about next week. If we do a show, which we haven't decided yet. Next week, by the way, over here in the States, it's July 4th on Tuesday, show day. Um, I'll be out at parades watching the little one and, and probably drinking some beers and trying not to blow off some of my appendages. So we're not going to do a show Tuesday. I'm not sure if we're going to do a show next week or not. Maybe a solo here or there. Or 
if uh, you know Zavu and uh, uh, Sir Dorketh are still up for it, maybe we'll release chapter two of Scoundrels of the New Republic. We're supposed to record that tomorrow night. So you are going to get some form of Star Wars Time Show content next week. Just not sure what type. Okay, but definitely not going to have a live stream on July 4th. We're going to take our time off. Uh, we're going to drink. We're going to eat and we're going to light stuff on fire. At least I am. I don't, I don't know what they do down in Texas. Maybe shoot guns <laughs> up in the air and hopefully the bullets don't come down. Like, and kill I mean, anybody. it's so hot outside in Texas right now that everybody is trying to stay inside as much as possible. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Like you guys are, are just are essentially melting to death yeah. in hell. You're like at the gates of hell. It was like 12 Dude, days it's, now. It's, it's fucking, just like it's 100 degrees. It, it's five o'clock over here. It is 100 degrees right now. Like it's it's. Yeah. It's insane. And that's that's not heat index. That's just like the temperature. It feels temperature. like it's 110. Yeah, so it probably feels like, yeah, I was going to say, it's probably 115, yeah, 120. Like it's, it's insanity. Does, does Austin maintain the dry heat or does it get a little more humid? I'm assuming it's probably even more dry in Austin because it's further down. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not too humid. Um, but, and it, it is relatively dry, but it's not dry. Like if you were to go out to like West Texas or something like that, that that's like super dry heat, yeah. but there is, there are like a couple of lakes in Austin, like a couple of smaller lakes. I remember like, I did a year and a half in DFW really enjoyed it. Uh, the people are definitely unique. Texans are a rare breed. There's no doubt about it. Uh, the first day I was there, I was driving my my car. I had a license plate holder on it that just said Pittsburgh Steelers. It didn't say like "fuck you, cowgirls" or anything. A guy at a stoplight gets out of his car, looks at me, looks at my license plate, and then spits at it. And I was like, okay. Uh, at the plant I worked in, the first time I walked through the maintenance shop, bunch of maintenance guys all grizzly sitting at their tables waiting for a ticket to come in. You're a Yankee, aren't okay. you? <laughs> You know, we do the Yankees down here. We hang them up by the flagpole. I was like, all right, let's let's fucking go. I mean, they they I think they're expecting like some mushy person from the north coming down. And you all listen to this show. You, you, you know, there's there's not a lot of mush here. Uh, I'm a short guy. Uh, I don't like to say out loud that I buy into the Napoleonic complex at times, but I will fuck you up if you cross me. Like, I, I will make sure you know that regardless of my stature, don't mess with me physically or mentally because I will try to make you cry with my mind and my sharp tongue and I will do my best regardless of your side to, to try and kill you <laughs> if I have to. So, um, but it won them over, right? In Texas, like, if you are just, if you don't fucking roll over, they're like, well, fuck yeah, we like we like this Yankee, and I ended up. That's where I I hung out with the maintenance guys after a while. But I got to ask, do you um have you had to adopt the 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 wind the uh, the the windshield cover that all Texans almost have to use when you leave your house and park your car in the Texas sun? Uh, I do you like put one of those reflector fuckers I in your car? I haven't yet because up until like once we actually like organize the garage i'll be able to pull my truck into the garage so i won't need it um but yeah i mean like i have not gotten one yet but i I may need to do that pretty soon you you know what i'm talking about though i guarantee you when you go out you see more sunscreen covers definitely i mean just it was a thing like you know when i moved there from from the north i I wasn't you know quite in the know and 
you know, come February, March, I'm seeing all the cars. You walk out in the parking lots like you're, you know, people have those tanning reflectors up. You're like, oh, you can't see you're getting hit by cars. But everyone had those yeah. fucking things. <sighs> see, got great, great content on the Star Wars time show. We're talking about fucking windshield and, and, covers yeah, and their use. In exactly. Texas. See, you never know. You never know what you're going to get here. Um, okay. A- anyways, the PSA deal, and I am excited for this. This is dropping tomorrow on Disney Plus, the 28th. And that is Disney Galley of the Mandalorian for season three. Um, sometimes these are like my my favorite aspect of a live action Star Wars show. You know, it, the, the trend usually has been we watch it and then a month or two later we kind of get, all right, this is how we we made some of it. Here's some of the insights into why we did this or that or this. Uh, for example, the book of Boba Fett one, I think is very insightful for people that were all upset. Like if you just listen to John, uh, he kind of lays out like, yeah, this is why we did this or made him do that and this, that, and the other thing. So uh, I am excited to watch this. Like I said, maybe next week I'll do a solo or something and uh, I'll just kind of talk about the highlights from the gallery, but that's coming out tomorrow, the 28th. Don't forget to tune in. Uh, because if we do any sort of show next week, that's probably what we'll be talking about. Because I don't expect, especially with the holiday, oh, you know what? There will be uh, some Ahsoka stuff to talk about too, which I'll just kind of key you all into right now as we transition into the next segment here. Uh, so Nick, this popped up yesterday, but uh, apparently in your old hometown of New Orleans, mm-hmm. how do you guys, how's the proper way I mean, to say I it? say New Orleans. New, New Orleans? Orleans is what people say that are like, that really okay. have like a deep Cajun or Creole accent. <laughs> like that is. And you do, you do have some of the, like the Creole twang in your family, Oh yeah, right? definitely, definitely. We, yeah, we, I just, I really wish you had it. <laughs> it's just like, were your, are your parents like lifelong Louisianians? Yeah, yeah they are. But Really? Um, and like my dad, like funny enough, like my dad like grew up in New Orleans, like in the middle of the, the city and stuff like that. And um, he doesn't really have that heavy of an accent. My uncle uh, on my dad's side does. But like um, my both of my parents really don't have that heavy of an accent. Obviously, like I'm not really great to say that because I've heard them speak my entire life. So like I don't hear as yeah. much of an accent. Yeah, I mean they're they're not they're not talking like Bobby no. Boucher. My uncle does. Right? Like, oh, like <laughs> oh young Nick coming home now. Coming back to the bio at a time crawfish, right? I mean that's like, oh young Nick Yeah. So like it's uh, <laughs> uh but anyway. Yeah, I mean it's uh go ahead. It's not that bad in my family, but um it definitely is more prominent when you're like in the city and stuff like that. You hear people talking for sure. Okay, so if if we did a, a Caminita reality show, would any of your family ne- members need closed captioning? I think maybe sometimes my uncle would. My uncle Ted, like he he. <laughs> Let me, is he is he a ga- gator hunter? Does he, he go out there with the gator hunters and, no, and used to, so and like hook their throats and be, then shoot him in the head with a shotgun? <laughs> he used to be a roofer, but um, he definitely like him and like my. Uh, my dad, like they, they both used to do like, you know, like they're both big fishermen when my uncle was growing up, like he would go and like catch crawfish and stuff like that in the crawfish ponds and and everything like that. But I don't know if anybody has gone alligator hunting, but it's possible. 
You know what I'm talking about. Do you remember? I don't know if that show is still airing or what. I'm guessing it was Discovery, but it yeah. followed like two or three famous alligator hunters down there. And those motherfuckers were as by you yeah. as it gets. It's like, holy shit. Like, do you even have running water and electricity? But the way the way they capture those gators is just so horrific. Like, yeah, I, I listen, I like animals more than people. But the fact that they'll go out and set huge lines with a hook on it. The gator swallows the hook, gets stuck, like literally gagging on a hook. They come back the next day and just like, oh, they eat more what I and just shooting the head with like a fucking shotgun. And a lot of the times they do that because because there's like a population problem in the state with with alligators. So like a lot of times you'll get paid to do that. Like you'll get paid per. Oh, no, no. And and that's yeah, that's kind of the show would follow the gator season and you can only you got to get your tags. I mean, it is very Bering Sea like, you know, I I, I get it. It's just like, okay, we need to thin the population. Can't we just, you know, drop like a a fucking controlled nuke? (laughs) Instead of letting these things fucking hang on a hook for for eighteen hours until some like hillbilly I've comes back and blows I've had it away, fried alligator before. Gator's not, not bad. bad. Gator's not yeah. bad. I mean, I, it's on the menu a lot in Texas restaurants for sure. That's where I I had a lot of it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I was just like, eh, you know, let, let's figure out a better way to kill these fucking things. Just just come through like a lightsaber and chop their heads off. I mean, I get it. they're they're fucking dinosaurs. They have armor, yeah. but choking them out for like uh, 18 hours like come on anyways the whole reason we just talked about nolens is because this weekend disney is celebrating the power of joy whatever the fuck that is because i have zero joy in my life uh but uh apparently nick is the is the essence festival of culture something big in new orleans is that like a known thing essence festival has been around for a long time um i mean for lack of a better way to put it Essence Festival has always kind of been like a pride festival before like pride, like parades and pride festivals were a thing. It's like a very inclusive, like in the city. It like really like Essence Festival really like takes over downtown New Orleans in a big way. But it is like a celebration of all things culture, especially within the city itself, because New Orleans is like a very culturally rich city when it comes. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, I mean, you got people practicing yes, voodoo like down still there. Still actively sake, so. practicing. <laughs> yeah, uh, I know. I'm not so like around. It is kind of like a celebration of like the soul and culture of the city of New Orleans, and like the culture of the people of the city of New Orleans, and and everything like that. So it really does kind of encapsulate like a lot of different like types of people, a lot of different types of. Uh, cultures and where people come from and stuff like that. So it, it is just kind of like it is basically I mean, like a celebration real. of joy, it, for lack of a better way. Is it is it Mardi Gras too? No, no. So I mean, does it get to that no, level? Not or like no? that. Like there's no like you know huge no floats yeah, and tits and beads and like shit. That, but it is it is definitely probably more, some tits. I mean, let's be real. I mean, the tit the tits come at out some in the point, sun, so yeah. there might be a few titties. <laughs> but uh, yeah. it is definitely more of like a a festival than it is kind of like a parade okay yeah. got you well anyways nick uh disney is a major entertainment sponsor of the 2023 essence festival of culture awesome. trademark i like that it's it's literally called essence festival of culture trademark uh, and, and the reason we care about that, it's not because of disney's haunted mansion or marvel's moon girl and devil dinosaur it's our lady in orange 
Star Wars Ahsoka. Apparently, uh, whoever is at this festival, Nick, they're going to get a a preview of Ahsoka, or at least something something shown. Let me. Let me I'm trying to find the it exact. Says, the cast uh, will take part in events and panels on Saturday and Sunday that will also include special looks at the new Disney Plus series Star Wars Ahsoka. Um, so go. yeah, uh, I, I believe that I'm not sure if all of it will be streamed on Hulu, but you can see, it says that you can watch along all, it says all Hulu subscribers will have the opportunity to join the celebration and catch exclusive virtual only content and highlights from daytime experiences, as well as epic live performances from everybody. Shit. So, yeah, so it, it it's it's not going to be like released on YouTube, which blows. Yeah, so if you're a Hulu subscriber, uh, you can catch it. Hey, Nick, have they made that cut over yet? Uh, where Hulu is now on Disney Plus here in the States. Is that I done? I don't think so yet because I like we still have Hulu and it's not like like we still watch stuff on Hulu and it's still the normal Hulu experience. Okay. All right. But that's it coming is, though, it correct? Coming. I mean, I, I, that's yeah, a thing. It is. Okay. As far as I know, well, I mean, at least from what we've learned from like uh, members of our chat and stuff like that, like. Disney Plus has in Hulu have been combined in other countries for like a couple of years. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think in the UK they they they've had Hulu content since Disney yeah. Plus came out. And if you think about it, all the shit we've talked about this year about how these streaming platforms are just eating, you know, eating shit. Why not combine two services? I mean, you you can essentially shut down an entire division of your business or or you know, the brick and mortar whatever they need to to house the people running Hulu. Fuck them, bring in the AI, just drop it onto the Disney Plus servers, done. And then they'll raise our, our subscription yeah, exactly. fee, just wait. <laughs> um, like, like, I get an email from Paramount today, they're like, oh, hey, your uh, premium's going up because we're adding Showtime to it. It's like, well, why? Yeah. I don't fucking you want see, Showtime. I, just, I want my Paramount Premium Plus with no fucking I, commercials. I just have the, the essential, like, the, I don't, like, I don't have the premium. And there, mine went up by a dollar, so mine went from four ninety nine to five ninety nine. <laughs> but, but I don't get anything, anything else. It just though, says right? it's going to go up a dollar. No further action is required, um, and it does not say that I'm getting share time. <laughs> so mine's just going up by a dollar. Yeah, because um, do you remember was the premium nine ninety nine versus four ninety nine? Th- right. So yeah, mine went up what two yeah. bucks, and they added Showtime. It's like, fuck, man. I, I need to get one of those apps that just, like, AI's out, uses APIs to figure out all the fucking streamers I'm connected to and really figure out if I should start whacking some of these subs. I'll never do it. I'll talk a big game here, but I, I guarantee I'm paying just as much, if not more, than cable at this point with all the fucking add-ons I've done. I mean, Paramount Plus. Yeah, I had Hulu for a while. I finally canceled that in Spotify, but other stuff I just let linger. Um, I've hardly touched Disney Plus. I didn't even tap in the Secret Invasion last week with all the construction going on here. I haven't even seen the first episode of that. Have I you? have not, but I I the, do uh, want to see it because I've heard and like this is probably one of the first pieces of Marvel content that I was like super interested in. Um, I haven't watched it yet, but I did hear that the first episode's got like a pretty big twist in it. All right. Yeah. It, hey, it's Sam Jackson, so it, it it can't be that bad. Mace Windu's in it, so let's roll. Uh, but anyways, back to this. Uh, just you know, keep your eyes eyes and ears open for this uh, Ahsoka stuff over the weekend. If it's if it's something we can get our hands on, you know, my dumb ass will probably eat up some time and at least spit out a short and get us ready for the next week. But 
uh, I'm, I'm hoping it's it's something fresh and not just repurpose shit from celebration like, that, uh, yeah all right, that's kind of what i'm assuming that it's going to be is like okay like first public look at what was already seen at celebration for the closed door stuff but i mean who knows you know yeah all right so here we go the acolyte stuff and, just, and like it, I said, Trevor, I believe is just like, go ahead. before we even get into it, this is all fake. Like, <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. That's why we're fake. here. That's None why of this here. is true. So just be, be aware. I, I mean, if you, if you read the title of today's stream, it says acolyte is not canceled. So we're not one of these fuck faces that do the old clickbait double switch where it's like, we make it sound like the sky's falling. And then when you come in, we're actually reasonable people, you know, I, theories he's great at that like putting in these incendiary titles and then he comes in when you actually listen to it, he's like oh yeah the, you, you people are dumb for believing this it's like well guess that's why he has 3.3 million subs and we have zero but fuck it still not playing in that sandbox so here we go so this all popped up last week um we're, we're using cosmic book news's coverage of it they're not the ones that broke this uh, it's Doomcock. So r- right there, when you hear someone who goes by the name of Doomcock as, as being the source for a story like this, and the story is Star Wars, the acolyte canceled Leslie Headland fired. You're fired. Like she got Vince McMahon's for whatever reason. I, I maybe because. I don't know. She's fighting Kathleen Kennedy behind the scenes. Uh, she's pissing on on George Lucas's face as he's looking all decrepit and his and his health is failing. Who knows? But but Acolyte, her series is canceled and she's been fired. Fuck it all, right, Nick? You know, something like that. You would think you that would be all over the news. It'd be on Entertainment Tonight Extra. Not a, not a not a, not a, not a cricket. No words. You know who covers these types of fucking stories? Cosmic Book News, Giant Freaking Robot, Mike Zero, Star Wars Theory, and Doomcock. Okay? (laughs) Right there. Just Zero, Doomcock. That's all you need to know. If Zero touches it or Doomcock touches it, it's straight clickbait bullshit. Okay? But here we go. Here's, like, the details get even better, Nick. This is where I'm like, what the fuck are we talking about? Uh, it's, um, okay. The info once again comes from YouTuber Doomcock and some Hollywood writer and producer named Camran Pasha. Okay. I didn't care to look up Camran because once I saw Doomcock, I was like, all right, why is anyone giving this a fucking ounce of thought? Uh, but here, here's kind of the, the shakedown from Doomcock who, uh, has a description of the plot as the future ruler of earth. I think that's what he calls himself. So clearly this guy's fucking Looney tune. Um, they don't really even know the synopsis. They're just all fucking making shit up. But here, here's Doomcock's statement on this. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Kathleen Kennedy was already with the acolyte to do her best to finish off George Lucas's legacy and kill the force. These damn women at Lucasfilm killing the fucking force, Nick. I can't take it. Cancel them all. Get them the fuck out of here. All right, so you got that. Leslie Headland out. Acolyte gets a soft cancellation. So Doomcock went on to explain that uh, this Carmen Pasha, who has an insider source named 
Sparrow. I mean, it's like we're in a fucking James Bond movie or, or Mission Impossible, right? I mean, we got we got Doomcock and Sparrow and and Comron Pash all coming up with these goods where literally studios invest money and in, in, in shoot an entire series and then they're going to cancel it without announcing it because they, yeah, like they're going to cancel it operates. They're going to cancel it four days after they announce a new character on it. <laughs> like, are you fucking right. kidding me? Well, and that, well, the, some people, you know, we, we say a reasonable thing. Well, yeah, it's already been shot. They're doing posts. It's not canceled. Like, well, Look what they did to to Batgirl. The whole thing was done, and then they they wrote it off for tax purposes. Like, okay, that's a completely different fucking s- situation. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> this is so far off. You know, Sparrow confirmed, and this is not a rumor. This is their confirmation that Leslie Headland is no longer working with Lucasfilm. They're no longer part of the company's inner infrastructure. They've been removed. So the other thing they've confirmed is a part of the process of Leslie Headland no longer being an employee of Lucasfilm is that her acolyte show, the mysterious acolyte for which we never have a clear answer as to what they're doing. The acolyte show has been essentially put into, as Sparrow puts it, soft cancellation. I'm trying to like dramatize it because like that, that's like what these people do. Like, do you, do you just read their words and like the tones and the stupid shit they're saying? It's like so fucking fantastical. It's ridiculous, but it gets play and people pick it up. Hey, Matt, what do you think about this? It's like, no, there's nothing to think about this. This is the, 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 the same old trick we've been telling you about and why we'll never be popular. Because we don't fucking get in the weeds here. We come in here and we talk about it on our show to point out how fucking ridiculous this shit is. We don't, we don't make it our mantra to make this our core content. Our core content is not to just kick the hornet's nest with Star Wars fans and get the fucking misogynists and the racists all worked up because they're going to click on our videos and fight in the comments to keep generating more views. All right. How many more times do we got to explain that this is what is happening with this type of stuff? This is what this is. This is why the cocks and the zeros and the theories and I'll give it, you know, at least theory has some content he makes. OK, I can't take that away from him. But it's like people until you get official announcements, all this are these dickheads out there playing on your kind of your core beliefs Okay, you know, if you're someone like me and you're a fairly enlightened person, you'll look at this stuff and be like, this is ridiculous. I know exactly what they're doing. If you're someone that that gets worked up with these these uh, buzzwords and and dog whistles that people are throwing around these days about about race and and sexual orientation, then, yeah, you're like, yeah, fuck, yeah, I knew it. I knew it. They, They hired a transgender person. They fucked up Star Wars. and Now she's fired. Yes. Like, go read the comments on these people's videos. Yes, I knew it. This is the happiest day of my life. This transgender like, person's what, failed. Like, the funny thing that's is... That's what they care about. That's why they're excited. The funny thing is, is like, it's like, what, like, how do these people react when, like, the show releases and there's no issues around it? Like, there's no, like... That's the best part, Nick. <laughs> Their followers are all like, oh, hey, well, Ooh. hey, look, see? The women win again. The woke-ass companies win again. They, that's why they're woke. That's why it, it was made. That, this, they always have an out. You know that. There's always an out. Oh, man. And the fans, they don't care. I mean, dude, I hate getting political, but, but look at the guy on the other side of the political aisle and his followers. He's a fucking criminal, and he's more popular. It doesn't matter. Like, people want to believe what they want to believe 
regardless of how fucking crazy it is or wrong. It's it just, it, it doesn't matter anymore. Like, real life is gone. Real life is gone. The 21st century of Earth, real life has been broken. Yeah, I just... It just doesn't exist anymore. There's no reality where facts exist anymore. It's it's wild. So, like, I, I mean, like, I didn't even see this because, like, I mean, honestly, it's nowhere except this website. <laughs> so, um, uh, I mean, it's just dumb. It's just fucking stupid. And it make it also makes, like... Silly so little sense like they, they don't give a reason for it to be canceled like what's the reasoning behind the cancellation like i don't they don't say they, they're like it's yeah. canceled but they don't say why like why is it canceled well because they didn't they didn't like they didn't like leslie headland i think is is the, so the general did. thing here and then they, they go into <laughs> here, here's their justification right You'll, this it gets even better Lucasfilm will treat this exactly like the Ryan Johnson never-ending trilogy that will happen one day, inshallah, God willing, right? Which they ran with that for years, and that's their 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 Wait, play. Their the play is they're just going to not for? talk about it anymore. Like what? I, this is no, just so I don't even know what that means. They're gonna memory hold it, says Pasha. It will always be. It's coming out soon, God willing. We just got to make a few more things happen until eventually no one talks about it anymore, which is exactly what happened. Ryan Johnson, who is much bigger than Miss Headland, and that's why what they did with him. Okay. <sighs> to loop this back, this is all coming from someone who positions themselves on YouTube as Doomcock, ruler of Earth. All right. We good? We good? Okay. Thank so dumb. you. <laughs> I mean, come on. But to, to kind of loop back to the, the, our, our beginning discussion here and, and kind of what happens when we, we run out of Star Wars to talk about. It's like you said, you can either kind of take a deep breath and reflect on what's to come, or you can be a Doomcock or a Mike Zero and, and, and put out just inflammatory nonsense where you know it's straight clickbait and you know it's going to get you action, but you have no moral compass. You, you like kicking that nest and, and getting people all fucking worked up in the comments. Like that, that's why this world's broke because of social yeah. media and, 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 and people preying on the minds of, of the, you know, the, the uninformed, the uneducated and the educated. Like it's very easy to agitate people these yeah, days. Yeah, it's like, for people like that, it's like the never ending search for relevancy in, in like self. Right. It's the yeah, grievance like culture. Online. I mean, grievance culture sells. I mean, that the whole, whole one political party in America thrives on grievance culture. That's their fucking platform is grievance. This is happening to me. This is happening to you. This is happening to you. Blah, 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 blah. We have no fucking plans to fix anything. But you should be pissed because they're doing it to you. I, I just have like it's a fucking joke. I don't have enough energy to care <laughs> to care about that. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean it's just a dumbass story. Obviously, the show is still coming out. Obviously, there's gonna be there's probably gonna be a, like similar to how there was a huge write up in Entertainment Weekly a couple months ahead of the release of Ahsoka. Just wait till next year when the huge EW write up comes out on, yeah, I just, on the Acolyte. I do not see it happening. I mean, we, we saw the set picks. They, they aired a fucking trailer at celebration. Like it just, it's a yeah. thing. Okay. <laughs> it's not going away. Even if, even if the Leslie stuff somehow ends up to be true where she was let go, guess what? She doesn't own the acolyte. 
No, no one owns fucking. And then also, shit. like, if she was fired, Lucas film, but Lucas if she was film. fired. If she was actually fired, it, it would be, be it would be in the trades. It would be yeah. out there. I mean, a, a few months ago, we didn't talk about it, but I think there, a producer from the Acolyte was fired, and she's suing Lucasfilm, and it was all over the place because that's yeah. big news. Do you remember when Chris, uh, or Miller and Lord got let go of Solo? Of that course, was everywhere. Yeah. And everybody was talking. They don't. About it. You can't hide yeah. that shit. Like you can't. If you're Lucasfilm or Disney and you're trying to bury that, Leslie's team is going to come out and try to set their own oh, narrative. Yeah. Like that's how this stuff works. You don't just nothing is said and then a guy named Doomcock releases the news. Like it, no, no. So I don't know. All right. That that's like the level of I, but, nothingness that's happening in Star Wars right now. Is that like? I, I'm telling you right now, man. The Acolyte, if it makes it to the light of day, which it will, is going to fucking destroy the fan base all over again. I mean, it, it's going to be the second coming of TLJ on steroids. It's a female-led and created show. A, a transgender, oh, I'm sorry, a, a transgender-led and created show. Most of its cast is female or people of color. That, that's all you need to blow up the brains of the fandom. So just wait. The Acolyte is going to be a social shit show for those people that get upset about seeing non-whites and non-males in Star Wars. I just don't understand. I'm telling you, it is going... It is, people will boycott this it's, show. I don't... It, just on the grounds that it's not proper Star Wars in their yeah, head or whatever. I don't... like. Yeah, I just don't understand. It's like, why do people care? Like, why, why do I don't, I wish. How can you make such a strong judgment about a show that you haven't even seen yet? You haven't seen anything. You you don't even. Here, this is all we've gotten from the Acolyte outside of the closed door shit at Celebration. This is all we know. This is it. The Acolyte is a mystery thriller that will take viewers into a galaxy of shadowy secrets and emerging dark side powers in the final days of the High Republic era. A former Padawan reunites with her Jedi Master to investigate a series of crimes, but the forces they confront are more sinister than they ever anticipated. Yeah, that's... Ooh, look at that. I, I, but, but you somehow have people out there like, oh yeah, this is going to happen and, and that's why Leslie's ruined it. Or th- they're going to do this and that's why Leslie's ruined it. They, they want a manless character to destroy the Force because she's mad at the Sith and the Jedi. And I'm going, what's so bad about that? That'd be kind of fucking neat. I've never seen anything like that before. Like, just, just say what you want to say, people. Those of you that get upset at shows like this, just say, I don't want to watch a Star Wars show that deals with women and people of color, because you know that's what it is. I challenge any of you motherfuckers to a debate over this. Yeah, it's just because what do you what do you know about the acolyte that could have you so upset right now? For those of you that I've seen on Instagram in 2023 for a show that's coming out in 2024, saying I'm not going to watch this. This is terrible. You're already writing it off. Like I don't yeah, get that. Like I don't get it. And it's it's definitely you're right. I love you for it, but but why? Like, how can you be that against a show that you know nothing about outside of the people in it and a paragraph of what it may yeah, entail? No, there's it's just stupidity and or so just just laziness. be honest. Like that's I just want these people, Nick, to just start being honest. Like, just come out and be like, I don't like 
non-whites or I don't like females. Females can't be heroes. Just say that. Yeah, I mean, if that's your stance. And like, quit beating around the bush. If, if that's your stance. It just is, like, man. You know it's their stance. and own it. You know and it's then, their stance. And then like, and then you can start like a debate with somebody or you can just choose to ignore them completely. If like that's your opinion is like, right. I'm just not going to watch anything that has like a lady as the lead character in it. That's fine. Like well, they'll try they to do. hide behind I mean, something else. L- look at, look at Ray. What's, what's Ray? She's a Mary Sue. Discount her right away. She's a girl. She can't, girls could never do that that fast. Yet we have Luke Skywalker who sat around till he's 18, 19, not doing a fucking thing with the force. He puts on a blinder and listens to an old guy that likes to speak from a certain point of view, sits on a swamp for like a day or two. And yet that's okay. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Luke can definitely become a skilled Jedi after a few interactions with some old Jedi. But Rey, who just naturally comes to her force powers, you know, she had some physical skill before that. The fact that she's able to do anything because she's got a pussy is like, nope, no, Mary Sue, bullshit, plot armor, fuck her. She sucks. And that's been that's been Rey since the Force Awakens. And, you know, deep down, it's, it has nothing to do with with Rey or the character. It's the fact that she's a girl and not a boy. That's it. Oh, I know it. They know it. They just want to admit it. It has to be so exhausting to hate so much stuff for no reason. Yes, I know, like, man. That's like I do you like I don't I don't you, get you it. Truly like truly have like to religious have religious people, especially. Yeah, like you truly have to have nothing going on in your life to 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 actually be this mad at something that you that that truly yeah. you knew, know nothing about. Like, what? It's like all the stuff. Like people that get so upset about LGBT. It's like who fucking cares, yeah. man. Like, if they're not, they're killing you or, or breaking the law, like, why do you give a fuck? Oh. oh, God didn't like, well, guess what? God didn't write any of these fucking Bibles you people love. You know, the, 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 um, the, the Middle Eastern God, he didn't write the Koran. The Jewish God didn't write the Torah. The Christian God didn't write the fucking Bible. Like, let's, let's be real if that's what we're going to use. Men wrote it interpreting what they think they heard from some voice in the sky. Like, okay. It's, we all, we all know how, how up and up and, 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 um, honest men can be, especially back in, in those days. Like, give me a voices fucking Voices in break. the skies too. That's what told us that Palpatine was coming back in Fortnite. So you, you know how good those, those things go. I mean, I don't know. It's just like, I have <laughs> nothing to, like, I don't really have any opinion on right. this because it doesn't warrant any of my it's silly. Yeah, it's silly. It's silly. I know. I know. And I'm sure I'm, I'm I'm pissing people off. I don't care. Like, whatever. It's it's fine. That's just how I feel. Like I, I'm I'm with Nick, man. It's like I've got so many other demons in my mind. I can't even I can't even like consider like sitting there and just hating a group of people because they're not like me. Like who? Yeah. Cares? Like, I, I, there's there's like so much stuff. That I have to deal with in just like my regular ass life. <laughs> like, yes. That I can't like. Yeah. I mean, there, there are days I need everything in my capacity to not want to jump off a cliff. Right. I, I mean, I truly have a poisoned brain. It's bad. Uh, everyone, every male in my family before my direct grandfather killed themselves in their 40s. Okay, like I come from a poisonous line of mental illness. I, I can't even sit there and be like, oh, yeah, today I'm just going to sit here and fucking hate someone because they kissed a guy and they're a guy. Like, it just makes yeah. no sense to me. Who fucking cares? Crazy. 
in the end, Jesus saves, Jesus loves <laughs> there you everybody. Go. At least that's what there I was taught. Get the fuck um, out of here. That All being right. said, too, like, sim- like kind of on the same note, since the first footage from uh, Acolyte was shown at Celebration this year, um, I think that those of you who had Celebration tickets, um, or maybe even, it might be even be open to everybody now, um, you can buy Celebration 2023 merch from the celebration online store so if you if you weren't able to go to uh celebration 2023 in london um and you want to pick yourself up some merch and there's i've I've looked on there and there's some some pretty cool shit there's like a skateboard art deck that looks really cool so if you're like into skateboarding or or like skateboard one wheel you can pick that up the one thing that i want to get to this looks pretty there's a blue harvest shirt um, that I think I'm going to, I'm going to snag just because I, I, I like the style of it. It's got like the blue harvest logo in the, in the star Wars font. Um, so that looks pretty cool. But yeah, so if, if those of you out there are looking for some celebration 2023 merch, uh, because you weren't able to go, you can go to shop.starwarscelebration.com and you can get your stuff there. So make sure to go swing by that if you haven't yet. 40th anniversary yeah, return B- of the Bats Jedi stuff is up there as well. So. Bats confirming it is for everyone, but uh, the pickings are yeah, not sparse. not much left. That's what I, that's what I can see. Uh, there's this 40 Return of the Jedi 40th anniversary ringer tee that looks really awesome. That I'm I'm gonna pick that up, and then like I said, that Blue Harvest T-shirt um, also looks pretty sweet. So I'm gonna grab that as well. There's some there's an Ahsoka T-shirt on there. Um, there's some other just like random merchandise and stuff on there as well. Uh, so go check it out in case you are looking for some new Star Wars stuff. Hey, Christopher Reeves just joined us. Uh, we were talking about him today. I forgot. He sits right next next to me now. Look at him. Look at him. Uh, all right. There you go. Nick's, uh, I like that. Nick's getting into making people spend money thing that us collectors do. So yeah. good. He's learning. He's like, hey, hey, there's some Star Wars shit. Yeah. You idiots go spend go your money on it, even though you don't need it. Go spend your money on Star <laughs> Wars stuff, baby. That's right. Oh, uh, but yeah. Boy. Th- th- yeah, man. Speaking of Star Wars stuff, like when I did the, the basement, I had to, you know, obviously move everything, shuffle from unfinished floor to finished floor. I found a great poster that I've had hidden behind like my toy shelves. It's the, it's like every major lightsaber battle from the Skywalker saga. And I realized Nick that I bought it before rise came out. So it is missing one slice, (laughs) Um, but I don't, I don't, I don't really care to go to go look for the, uh, the new one there. Uh, but it, it's it's a nice fucking pick. So I um I pulled it out and it's now viewable, and I shoved like an Ohio State Michigan um piece of art behind uh, the uh, display case at this point in time. I also found like a lot of fucking random toys I forgot I had, and, and I was telling Nick earlier, and I think Connor has mentioned this before, and I might take him up on it. I'm at the point with the Black Series where I want to go in on my shelves, extend my stubby arm and just do like a wipe into a tote. Fill like a fucking 50 gallon tote of all my, you know, hundreds and hundreds of black series all the way back from the, you know, the blue and orange line boxes all the way up. I think I collected almost everything up through the last Jedi, even a few rise of Skywalkers and just be like, 
you know, there's 500 figures in here. $3,000. Here you go. No fucking boxes. I'll dump in all the accessories. You'll have to pair them up, but just get it the fuck out of my, my field of view. You know what I mean? Like you ever, you probably not since you're not yeah, a hoarder, but maybe, well, maybe when you moved houses, you know, like sometimes it is good to just kind of expunge some shit. There, you know what I mean? Like just that definitely happened. You've looked at it and you're like, over the time you're like, Oh, I need it. I'm going to need this at some point. I know it. I got to keep it. But then eventually you, you can just come around to, no, just fucking throw it out. Like it, it, it feels great. And I, I just, I know I'm going to feel better if I can get some of these fucking, uh, 112 scales fucked no, out you, of here. You are right. I mean, like there were, there were literally things that were like, we, when we moved into the last house, we were, we like box stuff up that we didn't even open from the last house. So when we were moving, we we're like, toss it. We don't even know what's in there, but we, it obviously does not matter because it's, we haven't even fucking opened it yet. Um, uh, that's how you know that we call him Big Dollar Nick. Like, if you picked up on that, he he just said threw it, threw it in the his fuck first away. new house. Yeah, his first new house that he just bought like maybe two years ago. They still had they still hadn't finished unpacking before they bought their new bigger Big house kids. just this yeah. year. So, dual income, no kids. Congratulations to Nick and Taylor. They're fucking tearing it up down there. It, 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 I thought Austin was expensive. Austin or no? is expensive. <laughs> Austin is. All right. This guy's he's just fucking slanging those digital ads, making money hand over fist. <laughs> That's good. Good for it's, you. It, I will tell <laughs> you that the, the only reason we were able to get this house is because we, because the, like we sold our house before the Austin real estate market really knows dived. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say out loud, but they, they made a nice chunk of change that allowed them to, to down payment on an expansion. Yeah, so, without getting too uh stressed yeah. out is that yeah, fair that's, to say? that's definitely yeah. accurate yeah you, you sold when it was stupid and idiots were buying houses for like 30 or 40 percent over their value oh man they're all in for a, a rude awakening over the next two or three years don't worry we're, we're gonna have another bubble bust it's coming i mean when when regulations get removed under certain regimes and Years later, shit starts to fall apart, and we're we're looking at that again. I mean, my uncle's in finance loan, and he's like, "Yeah, there's going to be a lot of foreclosures coming up, so don't don't look for beach properties yet, because I guarantee there's a lot of assholes that overspent on that stuff." All right, well, Nick, I think it's time for the fan segment, and I, I did I I did post the question a week, but I forgot to post it to our profile. I did it right before the show, and we actually got some bites, so I was able to put those up. So uh, as we do every week on the SWTS, we like to dedicate a segment to our fans via the question of the week, which we post on Instagram at Star Wars Time Show, both in the stories and the profile grid. And we just ask you to, you know, obviously like us, tell uh, IGAI that we're worth showing up in your feed so you can actually see the question of the week, and then you just got to respond. A lot of weeks, you'll probably be the only one responding, so you'll get featured. We'll talk about your content, and we'll either say you're stupid or smart. All right, so this week, Nick, we did, um, I can't even remember what the hell. The, the question was, who would here. you prefer to follow, Din Jaren or Bo-Katan and why? Um, and we oh, actually did, like like you said, it, it just hit the feed right before we went live, essentially, and and. We were able to uh, get some some answers in before we hit the fan segment. So uh, 
good on you for all of you who were checking the IG feed during the show. Well done. You read the question, yes, right? Read the question. Okay, good. All right. So, so go go ahead. This is my favorite part when Nick the reads. The responses to who would you rather follow, Dinjarin or Bo Katan Kreese, starts off with Sion XTC. He says, Bo, because she has leader experience and wants to actually be a leader. Also, 2%. Hands up, says. Yeah, 2% Sion. club, stand up. <laughs> I'm in that shit. I'm in that shit, Sion. You know it. I'm a lifetime <laughs> member. I may even be the president of the 2% oh, club. Man. Good shit. Good shit. Hey, by the way, she started a podcast. I'm I'm half tempted to get Spa Spa to reach out, see if we can be oh, a gosh. guest. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Katie, we do a podcast in our basement too. It's you want to talk? Starbuck, Bo-Katan, Oh, I love her. I really do. Okay. All right. Sorry, I, I get excited <laughs> just thinking of, of Miss Sack. Uh, next up, Kill Cutter Photo says, Din all the way. That's it. Gundam okay. Wars 1120 says, I go with Din. Hope to see Bo uh, help guide him into the role of Mandalore. Bo had her shot and should let another usher in uh, a new age for the Mandalorians. Yeah, but he doesn't want to. Like, that, yeah, I was going to say, I mean, that, that's, that's good thoughts, but when the guy literally wants nothing to do yeah. with leading and just wants to be her, her liege or her liege knight or whatever they're called, then... Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, he's already I mean, made his decision that he doesn't want to do that. If he wanted to, like, if he was like, I will take up the mantle and lead Mandalore into its, its greatest era yet, all for it. But he literally does not want to. Yeah, he's, I mean, he was like, he could have been like, yo, bitch, the saber's mine. He's like, actually, by a technicality in episode two, she yeah. is the rightful heir to the dark saber. I uh, and then this is okay, a good response here from Sir Dork. It, it's not actually like a direct response to Gundam Wars, but he says, uh, Sir Dork says, Bo, for sure, why follow someone who doesn't want to lead? Exactly. Yeah. Um. Clone Wars 501st says, I'm going within. You don't know what crazy shit is going to happen with him and Grogu. That is true. You'd probably be on way more crazy ass adventures if you were to follow Din over Bo. Um, Poy at Heart says, I'm following Grogu's dad. And then 1 6 Shooter says, Bo, at least she has a plan. Very true. Right now, Din's plan is just to like hang out yeah. at the homestead on there you go uh, on Navarro. Yeah, fucking chew some tobacco yeah. and let the kid get fat on Kick frogs. I mean, that's that's a good life. Relax. What what if we come into season four and Din has like a massive spotchka gut, like his his belly hangs over his pants. Hey man, he fucking <laughs> he's still he's still sitting on the stoop. His he's got like three chins that he's hang like out the bottom Thor. of his helmet. He's like Fat Thor from yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> he's got like hey, hey, Grogu, give me another bottle of spotchka hey. and a side of Womp Rats. I, I would not honestly. Grogu floats it over I to him. I wouldn't blame him <laughs> because this, he's been through a lot in a very short amount of time. Since he found Grogu, yeah, his, his whole worldview got oh, blown yeah. up with that little like, fucking he guy. He is just complete. I mean, just like yeah. a complete uh, shift in his lifestyle and what he is doing and what the expectations are of him and everything else. Uh, definitely uh, a big change for him. He needs some time to sit down and just 
kind of drink his worries away almost. So, yeah, he's, he's sitting there. He, he he gets his like carbine back and he's just you know, got another one. Grogu, 10 points, <laughs> bitch. That's a Jawa. That's worth 50. And Grogu's like, you know, tabulating his score on yeah. a chalkboard or oh, something. Man. But yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, look at SW props, shit props. You know, you're in the 2% club too. Everyone here, any, any man that likes woe man, hell, even if you like other man, I guarantee you, you, you would consider letting Katie sit <laughs> on your face, please. I mean, let's oh, be real. Man. Let's be, I mean, real. I would, I would probably yeah. see the thing is, is like you would truly just be like following Din and Grogu, like you would literally be like following Correct. behind them as they go other places. Yeah, you 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 just become another adventurer and you you join their, yeah. their party. Like, you know, it's like a Diablo link up. You 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 could uh you know you'd be a force user to his his bounty hunter Mandalorian skills. It would be a nice uh, pairing, yeah, I yeah. think. So um so like that's that's how it would go if you were following Din and Grogu. It's like you would you would kind of like a join like join their adventuring party, yes. And then, yeah, I mean, honestly, if I had the answer, let's be real, the, the creep in me, I, I would follow Bo just hopefully to get a chance to possibly see her nude. Like maybe she, you know, change in her flight suit. But I, I think following Din and Grogu would be a, lit, a little more exciting and fun at this point in time, because I think Bo kind of has to chill on on Mandalore for a bit and get that shit under yeah. control. So that could get a little monotonous where these days I think. Uh, Din and Grogu are essentially becoming Rangers of the New Republic, so they're they're gonna have a, a few yeah. more get get mixed up into some hijinks. That's, that's a bit kind more. of the the approach that I was gonna take too. Is like if like I it would be really cool. I mean, and, and depending on how things go, I mean, we still have a lot to see in terms of what happens with Mandalore and Bo and stuff like that. But it would be cool to like be on Mandalore as it's being rebuilt, as it's being repopulated, as like the new. Mandalorian ways being established and stuff like that, but I think it would be oh, yeah. more fun to go with Din and Grogu. Oh yeah, I mean, you would think in season four that they'll probably check in back at home base, right? Yeah, I, I mean, would, they, they'll, they'll I would probably roll so. through the the green planet, see see if any progress has Just been made. Maybe some helmets from the children have been removed. They're getting a little more relaxed. You never know. Oh yeah, I I, I think. Uh, um, do we get do we get a Bo Katan and Ahsoka? I mean, there's tons of potential for it. It would, it would make sense if we did. But what what are your what are you? I thinking? think that we do, even if it is just kind of like even if it is something that like you just mentioned, where like Bo and Din or uh, Din and Grogu kind of swing past Mandalore for like a check in, or if like they link up with Ahsoka and then go to Mandalore all all together or something like that yeah see i i don't think din and grogu show up in ahsoka at all but Bo, i could see just because of their past and 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 the tricky thing in nick especially when we talk about the sequel or the the mandoverse timeline is we're not 100 percent positive on when ahsoka even takes place during the mandoverse timeline i think a lot of us are just like oh hey you had Mando, Mando, Boba Fett, Mando. So all the shit's probably happening after Mando season three. Yeah, that the show could jump jump around the timeline a bit, especially with the world exactly. between worlds. Yeah, so. I, I think it will. I think it's probably going to play like in between seasons of Mandalorian and like the, in some after the the current like where we're currently sitting in the in the Mandoverse timeline as well. So I do think that there is an opportunity to have like. A, like 
a lot of like pop-ins or like check-ins along the journey to see like, because I mean, realistically she's been, she's been doing what she's doing, tracking Thrawn and Ezra for decades. Like, you know, th- this work is not something that she's picked up recently. She's th- Oh yeah. T- 10 years yeah. easy, 10 years easy, maybe, maybe 15 yeah, so, for sure. So yeah. like, this is probably going to jump around a little bit. Definitely some world between worlds aspect to this in terms of like her going back in time or, or, or people coming forward in time from the past, potentially. Like, I think there's a lot of opportunity to like play in different timelines and for it all to make sense and it not just be like, well, this is happening after Mando season three. I think it's, it's going to be all over the place. Yeah, I just I um I know Tones when he was at Celebration, he he uh, got a, an autograph from Katie, and he's like, "Hey, Ahsoka," and she's like, "Oh, you never know, you never know." I mean, I, I could see it. There there are also rumors that they saw or Katie herself. Oh my God, sorry. This summer, I believe at one of these cons, talked about it's like, "Oh yeah, I I visited the Ahsoka set and blah blah blah." Uh, it's just natural. You got to remember, I mean, Ahsoka and Bo go all the way back to the Clone Wars when Bo was in Death Watch. I mean, that, that's when Ahsoka meets her when Bo's a piece yeah. of shit. And I actually think they, you know, had a little bit of tension, but, you know, through time and Bo finally realizing that she's fucking stupid and Vizsla's in leagues with Maul and then Maul takes over and Bo's like, all right, I'm out. Uh, she she comes back to Ahsoka, uh, you know, a little bit closer towards the end of the Clone Wars. Like, hey, can you help me? I fucked up. Uh, this mall guy's not going away. We we kind of need you and hopefully some of those fucking clones to to come kick his ass out. And, and that's kind of the. I'm not saying it's a life debt, but it narratively makes a ton of sense if Ahsoka's like, hey, Bo. Uh, we we, we kind of need to fucking team up again. I'm going to need your help or I need some information that, that your Mandalorian, you know, tracker scouts or whatever could, could help me on something. Um, I think Bo gets heavily mixed up into the, the movie, the oh, crossover yeah. event for sure. Yeah. I could see Bo and Ahsoka just being light, like maybe calm type of action, you know, comms, hollows, stuff like that. Not necessarily Bo and teaming up with Ahsoka. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, I can. I, I see. What you're and, and and that makes. Bo Bo smacked her ass. I want to see this. Bat. When does Bo smack Ahsoka's ass? I'll, I'd watch that. I'm a creep. I'm Was definitely that like creepy. One of the behind the scenes things or something like that. I I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, that's kind of get me excited. Who did? I think it was uh, Spencer in our Discord. If you want to join the Discord, we we have it open. There's like 50 of us in there, and some of us fuck around throughout the week. But someone posted it is like it was like star yeah star whores, <laughs> the good old star whores, and it's it's just a bunch of like scantily clad uh, twi'leks. It's like yeah, well now I know why they posted in Discord and did an at Matt Haywood. So <laughs> thank you, people. You guys get me. You understand me and my my fetishes for Star Wars alien women. All right, Bat saying this happens in TCW. Bo smacked Ahsoka's ass. I mean, was it was it flirtatious or was it like it was like go get on out of here, you yeah, like, Jedi? <laughs> like, was it like a sports go, thing? Way to go, <laughs> girl! Yeah, like that. Like yeah, go team, go. That was one of my favorite things to do in football: smacking boys' asses. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or fucking punching them in the nuts. <laughs> yeah, you ever the, like were were your friends demented? Like were you? 
I, I'm not uh, picturing you as like in the the jockey type of crowd in in high school. Um, I've always been able to kind of skirt the line of nerds and and jocks. I've been lucky. I've been decent at sports, and I can kind of get into the dorky stuff. But in high school, man, I don't know about like you and your boys, but we we were the dumbest fucking meatheads. Like <laughs> us hanging out was mostly like, hey, punch, you like uh, arm punches, you know, punch bug, this shit, or or nut tagging, you know, if you're just sitting there, you 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 wing your hand at their balls. I got one of my friends to stick. We were in uh, social studies. He's like, dude, give me one of your Mentos. I was like, you see that push pin on the board there? Take that push pin out and stick it in your arm. <laughs> he did it. So I gave him a mento. But like that, that's a type of friends I hung out with in high school. Do you, you do any of that we dumb shit or did. is that just like. We definitely did. I don't know. Okay. I did. It's just boys, man. That's just how boys are. Yeah, we're no, fucking we're, crazy. We're dumb for sure. I definitely like used one of those <laughs> mini staplers that they like made you get. And, yeah. Like, myself in the <laughs> arm just to see. Yes. Yeah, so, okay. Good. All right. So I'm not. I'm not that far. I mean, I just say that's like what we do. That's what, especially when you're going through high school and all those puberty and hormones and whatnot, whatever's going down. Just. So, but yeah, I mean, our fun was sitting around and essentially physically and mentally abusing each other. Like that's what guys do when they hang out. Sound like fun, ladies? It might be because I've. You know, I got a little girl, and my neighborhood's all little girls, and they are awful to each other. Like like mental assassin it's going to be with you the rest of your life type of shit like they cut deep even at at seven eight nine yeah, like girls um, now boys, are definitely, it's like a, like well girls just in general have like are like even when i was growing up were like just like very like visceral with their like mental game oh yeah 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 there's no no fucking around like like Feelings get hurt around here a yeah, lot. They could kill you uh, with like, like, one. like to the point where like, uh, yeah, it's bad, man. It's like, who's you? Oh, like I'll, I'll see some of the interactions. Like, oh fuck, I am a bad person. And I wouldn't do that. Like I wouldn't fucking say that shit or do that. You know, I've seen like a little girl come out. Hey, Hey, I want to play. We don't want to play with you. It's like, Oh, and then she like runs away crying. It's like, Oh my God. <laughs> like if it was boys, we'd just be like, fuck you and we go like chase you and punch him out and he'd be like okay yeah you can play with us now it's like bat saying here th- th- this makes sense too bat saying friends older brothers used to chase us with bb guns yeah i mean that's that's what boys yeah, do no, we definitely I mean, like light shot stuff each on other fire break stuff and airsoft guns and all that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it, vandalism is another thing that that boys like to do i i was uh my thing was vandals and in low level theft. That's that's the quality of character I was when I was in middle school. <laughs> Love stealing shit from thrift drug and vandalizing s- stuff in the neighborhood. Great guy. Works bombs, by the way. You ever, you guys ever do works bombs down in in the bayou? No, I don't think. I probably shouldn't say this out loud, but look look up works bomb anybody. It's uh, anyone can make them with household uh, items and if done right you can definitely blow off mailboxes oh <laughs> if anything y- you can create your own like legit quarter sticks of dynamite at least in terms of the sound so check it out i'm, I'm not gonna go into the the details here uh, yeah i know it's you. like they, we're definitely gonna get pulled off of youtube if you go too far into that <laughs> <laughs> parental there you go throwing snowballs at cars i used to lay tax in busy oh streets that was one of my things that. um we would sit behind bushes and throw rocks and pine cones in the busy streets and the oncoming traffic. Um, 
Nick, if I stayed in Pittsburgh throughout my high school term, I would have done. Like you would have been arrested for There's, sure. <laughs> easily. I would, I'm not saying like hard time, but I, I would have probably spent the night in the fucking tank at least once or twice. There's, there's no doubt about it. I came out to Ohio and all these hillbillies, they just weren't into it. Plus it's a lot more spaced out in Ohio than it was in Pittsburgh in terms of just urban areas. So uh, to go see a friend in, in Ohio, when I moved there, it would be like a 20 minute drive in Pittsburgh. I could ride my bike essentially to downtown Pittsburgh and start fucking shit up. <laughs> All right. Another tangent for you here. Let's go ahead and, and, and transition into the final segment, the final fan segment, in fact, and that is the top five star Wars fan artist features of the week. We do it every week. We're live. Even if we're not live, we'll put out our top five. We just don't uh, honor them. So sorry for all of you that made the top five last week. You're not getting any <laughs> glory on today's show. That's just reserved for the current top five Great. people. So Nick, go ahead and, and take over as I get some of the shit switched around here. percent. All right. To kick off this week's top five, we have a good friend of the show, a good friend of Matt's. And 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 one time a mentee to Matt. One time, Jay, this this person considered. Yeah, it's still the funniest yeah, thing on the planet. The Matt fact that he reached out to me at one point mentor. in time. <laughs> that's that's how uh, that's how long ago uh, this person got. Well, let's just say Jason has put in his ten thousand hours. I stopped at about yeah, hundred. So <laughs> that's where that's where my that's where my journey to become a master toy <laughs> photographer ended. I, I only made it to a hundred, not ten thousand. So you gave it to him, Matt. It's at Jason B. Michael on Instagram, and he's got an awesome crossover shot between Conan the Barbarian and Star it. Wars. And what we see is <laughs> is Conan himself jumping down with his flail raised over his head, about to smash an IPD to pieces while on the forest moon of Indoor. Uh, you can see Wicket, and I think that's, who is that? Is that Chief Tripper or Paplu? One of them, one of the uh, the elders of the Ewok tribe there as Conan is about to obliterate this IPD. Um, it's truly an awesome shot, as are all of Jason's shots. Who who is that? We always fuck up. This I know Ewok. it's like I, I'm going to figure this out. I, I, I don't like, think it's Chief Tripa. Tripa. I think it's it's not Chirpa. It's not Papu. No. Is it just? Is that Low Gray? No, it's not, not Low Gray. That's not Low Gray. Is it either. just Ewok? No, it's not just Ewok Elder because it's like he looks. Hold on, I'm I'm firing up Swigo. Yeah, I, I, I know he's in that, and I, I'll get it from there. Hold on, I I just gotta I gotta filter down the Ewoks. Almost there. Tebow. Tebow. Yeah, it's fucking Tebow. Tebow and Wicket. Oh, there. So, sorry, Tebow. My bad, guys. Not Tim, not Tim yeah. Tebow, like the furry guy. The first Ewok Tebow. Tebow. Um, yeah, the, the, yeah, OG, the OG Tebow. Um, but yeah, no, it's just a super fun shot. Um, Conan looks vicious in his like mid-air jump, all back, ready to go. Here, I'll, I'll go to the follow-up where he actually makes connection actually with the IPD. the IPD to pieces. And then look at, look at my man. Look at this. <laughs> Fucking Wicket. I love Wicket. And that's why I picked an Ewok for Scoundrel of the New yeah. Republic. I, I've always loved the Ewoks. I know they're controversial to some of the older OT fans. But, but Wicket in general, you know, bumming food off of Leia and yub-nubbing and, you know, poking people with his little spear. 
But it is great. Conan makes connection. He makes landing on the IPD. He's going to stab it out. But then you got Wicket joining the fray. He's hanging on to one of his, you know, the, the, the tentacles, legs, yeah. if you will. And then the Tebow's in like a dead sprint to try and make his hop onto <laughs> the, the mechanical beast to kill. But I just... And that's where, you know, Jason and other masters shine, Nick. And like you were saying in the first shot, I mean, just look at the pose on the Ewoks. They're not doing anything action heavy, but you can tell as a human that's seen other humans kind of watching a spectacle. That's exactly what they look like they're doing, right? They, they, they are enthralled by a spectacle and, and that, that pose he has them in just, I think it sells the shot more than Conan's action attack. Yeah. I mean, it's just like the pure, like, like just like awestruck. Yeah. They're in awe. There's like, holy shit. And then you go to shot two. It's, they were motivated by that, that move Conan's making. So Wicked's like, fuck it. Tebow, I'm getting in on this shit. Yub nub. He's like, blah, blah, He's fucking hanging on, stabbing it. so fun. Yeah. I mean, Jason just, Excellent use of imagination crossing over Conan and Star Wars and then obviously uh, utilizing Wicked and Tebow in there to really draw in the, the Ewoks and all of the Star Wars fandom. So T-bone. excellent job at we, we should have just looked at the chat. Kung Fu had us covered. But yeah, I, I knew Kung Fu would know because I mean, he he is I mean, we're in the same guild and so go, but he's definitely way more in tune with yeah. that game. I honestly, I want to get him in a room and be like, dude, can we like maybe quit this game at yeah, some like, point? What? Like, it, it's a dude. It's, it's just so much, it's so much effort. And like, I know I sound like a baby, but this summer when other games have been out, like Diablo four, like I, I want to play yeah. that at night. I don't want to get my fucking territory war attacks in crate attacks in this fucking attack. Yeah. in. it's like, I'll tell you what, Kung Fu, it's, it's, oof. This is the itchiest I've been getting with Sugo in my my eight plus years definitely. with the game. I just like eh. I definitely tired of that one quick. It just like stops being yeah. fun at a certain point. It's like it it literally does like almost become like a like a job. It's like well, I have it is, to it is, I grind it's, this. It's become very chore like. Yeah. Yep, it's become very chore like. Yeah, it's like I gotta grind this because I gotta get this so I can play this thing and all it's like it it, mm-hmm, it, it mm-hmm. becomes not a lot and like the gameplay itself and, and dude you, you should see you should see what they've done since you've left to make it even more like you got fucking relics now and datacrons and this and that and this and this event and that event and guild events to create raid fuck my face kill me cut off my fingers take my phone i hate the game it's fuck just off. like yeah <laughs> it, and like, like the gameplay like it would be one thing if the gameplay was fun but they got it to a point now to where it's like most of the time you're not even playing you're just automating the combat so like you're simming or the shit you have to play. It's so RNG Jesus that sometimes you want to poke out your eyes as you're going that's, through it. That, that. Uh, Kung Fu. He's a Kung Fu is the only one that knows what I'm talking about. Like th- th- this crate raid. Th- th- it's fucking like I, in the guild, we have to hit certain scores. And I'm like, fuck. Now I have to pay attention. And, and I could not get this damn trick to hit. And it's like, fuck the RNG. I hate this game. I'm going to quit. And he showed me how to do it. But even then, I'm like. Diablo, uh, Zelda, yeah, Mario Golf. Of, I mean, there's, there's like a lot of other games to play that, that doesn't feel like a job. You know what I lots mean? Lots of fun shit. <laughs> but here he is in the chat. He just said, won't allow it. I knew it. I knew it. You just gotta. I tried. I shot my shot, Kung Fu. I was like, maybe maybe if I do it in public, I'll have courage. <laughs> I don't. I can't do it. 
It's like my one attachment to the guy. I haven't seen Kung Fu. Uh, Celebration? Shit, I think. No. Since, since, no, it was, uh, it was 2019. But yeah, I mean, same year celebration. It was the fall of 2019. He, he was out for uh, a Buckeye game. I haven't fucking seen him in person <laughs> since. So it's like our one last connection. So I, I, I know I can't. I know I can't quit you. <laughs> I can't quit you, Kung Fu. <laughs> Oh, man. All right, uh, next all right. up. Sorry, Nick. In go the ahead. Top up next. Five, we have at Super Scoundrel. And, oh, that's our buddy. Different from what we usually see from Super Scoundrel, which is him. How about that? Uh, How you about know, that? him creating vector art based off of existing characters. Uh, Devin has gotten back into digital art. So, like, actually drawing uh, using, you know, digital pens and, and, and like, uh, digital art pads and stuff like that. And this guy whipped up an absolutely stunning portrait of Natasha Lou Bordizzo, who Saucy. is portraying Saucy. Sabine Wren in the upcoming Ahsoka series. And I mean, like, this is some spot on true, beautiful artwork that he put out there. Um, Star Wars related, definitely not directly a Star Wars character. But this is the person. Well, I mean, he does have her. He does have her in the long hair yeah. Sabine look like it is. It's not short hair Sabine, but that is kind of like the some earlier, of the styling like, she's yeah, wearing. They, from what we could understand. Oh, here, here he is right here. He's coming in. Paint. The creator himself. D squared. Devin Doney. Right. Just giving I us remember the, De- he's giving I us remember the word when, here. Uh, uh, Devin was like, oh man, I haven't, I haven't like actually like drawn anything or like done any like digital, like true digital artwork that wasn't Vector in a while. And this is the first thing he pumps out after he starts. The guy is just truly talented to his bones i don't know nick it's looking a little rusty to <laughs> a little, me. Yeah. it's looking Where's a little hard. Rust- those lines aren't that sharp uh, devin come beautiful on stuff here from, <laughs> from devin like how do you how the fuck do you even trace that right he told us he doesn't really draw from hand he traces but even that i'm looking at like okay how the fuck do you do that I mean, like i did I dude, I, i'm not kidding like the adobe express is starting to loop in some of the generative ai stuff and you can you can use like a wiping tool to wipe out a background, then type in, you know, make it look like a piece of shit. And it, it like it <laughs> won't because you can't say poop. But you, you know what I'm yeah. saying? I can't even use the wiping tool to draw a straight line. <laughs> like I, I just try to draw a straight line and there's always like some little fluctuations and, and undulations in my straight line. It's like so even if he's tracing here. Yeah, that just still a fucking phenomenal skill. That's why this guy is the. King of Cameo, the dawn of drawing, the god of good art at Super Scoundrel. Check him out. They were at the they were at the wedding of a uh, probably other Star Wars fans that are more popular than us, just like everybody. But the punch it with punch it with Chewy Press, I think they are. I think it's they're now a husband and wife uh, Star Wars fan content creation team. And the dude makes pins that are, they're, they're kind of nice. I don't know how he's not been sued yet by Lucasfilm, but more power to you all that make licensed material and sell it. I, I definitely give you credit for having the balls yeah, to do it because <laughs> I, I would not. It's like uh, our buddies work more or less than them. They um, they form this new super group. It's plastic action work more or less uh, black series. I don't know. Swip picks is in with them, but, you know, the heavy hitters. They call themselves like the Figment Five or something, but they produced a line of pins 
in the and then they're they're like severed hands of famous pop culture characters. <laughs> There's an Iron or a Spider Man hand, a Vader hand, but they they use like the uh, like the bootleg workaround Nick, where it's like instead of Darth Vader, it's like you, you know. Uh, black plastic yeah. man, <laughs> or you know, not not Spider Man, but like you know, uh, wall crawler yeah. boy, stuff like that. So. <laughs> uh, but yeah, great great work from Super Scoundrel. Uh, always a good follow out there on the socials. Him and his boy SW Props. I'm telling you, they're living they're living the dude life out there in LA, going to all the events, all the swanky stuff. One of these days, if I ever make it back to the West Coast, I need to um, have these two coordinate my weekend. Yeah, uh, They're also going to have to buy me some threads because they dress way nicer than I would ever want to or care to. But I would not want to look like a bum around them because, you know, they, they look like they know what they're doing. So that's who I'm hanging out with if I ever get out there. All right. Super scoundrel. That's enough. We've, we've blown enough smoke up <laughs> your ass. We'll see you. We'll see you next oh, week. Oh, man. Good stuff. <laughs> But yes, at super underscore scoundrel, excellent drawing of Miss Bordizzo there. Uh, next up is at Mr. Toy Lord, and he's giving us like a, a bit of a scene recreation from ESB. You see the Hoth walkers kind of walking through the snow. You got the ATST up front, the ATAT in the back, and then another ATST there behind it. They're lumbering towards Echo Base on Hoth as the rebels get ready to evacuate the oncoming, uh, the Imperial Storm. So, uh, I mean, this one was just like straight up awesome, awesome job posing the walkers, awesome job incorporating them into the the Hoth-like background of the shot. Um, It just really does kind of remind me of the good old ESB days sitting in my bed as a, as a young kid watching ESB at night before I go to sleep. So a uh, very, very straightforward shot here from at Mr. Toy Lord. Yeah. I mean, I, I, to me, Nick, it's the chicken Walker in the oh, foreground. Yeah. I, it just get, getting that, the, the pose on that thing, like mid walk. Yeah. I mean, they, they struggled to make those things look like they are walking in Empire yeah. Strikes Back. If you look in the background, like you can tell it's probably just a dude with like a, a clear plate bouncing it up and down in the background. Like, oh, go ahead. Fill yeah, it real hurry quick. Up. No one this will see This thing can't it. stay balanced like this. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no. It's- but it, they look great. And, and these are just these are just Bandai model kits. They're, these aren't even like micro galaxy squadrons. So, you know, Mr. Toy Lord built these and probably right. weathered them. And it, it definitely looks empire Yeah, no, that's even sure. more impressive to know that, like, he put the work in to build and weather them. So, I mean, just excellent stuff here at Mr. MR Toy Lord on Instagram. Make sure to give them a follow. Oh, here we uh, go. Props. Next up. Uh, it was a star. Oh, okay. Punch it. Well, that Nick and Taylor are going to do the same thing if they ever get married. <laughs> They're going to do a Star Wars wedding. I can tell. We, <laughs> Taylor would oh love that. I mean, she <laughs> would definitely let me do something Star Wars related, but I don't know about you the think whole thing. so. I think she, she'd be like, fuck you. Nah, she she, <laughs> she would let no me way. do something, but we don't know. <laughs> okay, we'd be like, oh, would you wear the would you wear the slave Leia bikini for that me? One. I don't on think our honeymoon? <laughs> well, I mean, maybe closed doors. I'm not saying down the yeah. aisle, maybe closed doors. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one day. Yeah, that would probably get you slapped. Yeah, maybe one day. We'll uh, see. All right. Uh, next up, we got at Star Wars underscore Rick here with the awesome shot of our Inquisitor friends. That's from right. From the Obi-Wan The Kenobis. Inquisitorious. Yes, the Inquisitorious. 
from the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. And even you have the, uh, what was the, this was it the seventh sister that was in, uh, second, second. Sister? that's, that's Trilla. Trilla. Yeah. yeah from, Trilla, the, the second uh, sister from Jedi fallen order. So you get to see all the big players up here. Um, and, and really like what drew me to this shot was like, this is, I think this is one of the first shots that I've seen of all of the inquisitors together in one shot. Like usually you'll, you know, they, they are good looking figures. Not going to yeah. lie. I mean, not good looking enough for me to take them out of my boxes. <laughs> these are all still, I have all these sitting in boxes next to me. And like I said, give me Ajita, like, just get the fuck out of here. But I couldn't even sell them. Like, I mean, no one, no one's going to want to buy these fucking things. I mean, I, I think Black Series outside of the hardcore people is kind of like, it's definitely hit its, its oversaturation moment for a lot of people. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, Star Wars Rick, Nick, I actually think he's the latest from the community or, or they are uh, to get picked up by like a, I don't know if it was Gizmodo or IO9 and, and did like a little feature on him. Yeah. So it, it happens. It, it seems like once or twice a year, Someone gets kind of tapped, picked on to get featured in in these these online geek mags. I mean, how it even happened to yours truly a few years back. I mean, I I was back in the day when Hasbro would tap us to, they'd give us a theme, yeah, and we'd produce. And if they liked it, they'd actually take it on the con circuit for yeah, the summer and, and, and show it off at their one booth. of your shots was featured at this celebration twenty nineteen booth when we were there. Oh yeah, yeah. I had a, I had a couple made yeah. it. Yeah, it's like work more. A few of us got yeah. in there, and, and that. Hey, listen, that that I love that shit. I mean, I, I try to tell Charlie like I, I like winning anything, and to me that's winning. Like, hey, yeah, I was picked to be in something. I'm trying to. It's hard, man. Like, took her to soccer for the first time last Saturday. Not forcing her. She does all stuff she wants to try. So I'm not one of those dads. Let's get that out of the way. But I do struggle with the fact that I do not see the same kind of killer mentality win at all costs. Yeah, just that competitive nature. Like, just, she just doesn't have yeah. it. It's like, uh, it, it bums me out, but it's like, what am I going to do? You fucking scream at her when she comes off the field like a psycho parent? Like, what are you doing? It's tough for me, though, because I, I just, and it's, this this is why all humans, we all fail, because we all try to make everyone like us, and that's just not how things yeah. work. It's not how your kids are going to work. That's not how your spouse is going to work. Your friends, like, they are their own fucking people. But it's hard as a parent because you're like, well, I wasn't this way when I was seven. I was winning fucking baseball championships on, uh, you know, teams that were had kids three or four years older than me because I was good when I was little. Like, why is she not like me? Well, guess what, Matt? She's not you. Okay. He's just got to find the right, the right thing. Like, uh, cause like that's, that's what happens with a lot of people. It's like, yeah, you try like baseball, football, soccer, whatever. And then like, but like, hey, maybe your thing that it, like you're super competitive about is chess, or maybe it's something else. I, I, you're you're not wrong, but I'm talking about me yeah, in particular. Yeah. Anything I do, Nick, I want to be as good as I possibly can. Like, I want to win, or I want to stand out. Like, I want people. I am a, I am someone that thrives when people say, "Good for you, Matt." As simple as that sounds. Maybe I probably didn't get it enough from my parents, from my dad especially, but I, I still model my life on things that are going to have people say, Hey, good for you. Wow. You look like you're working out or losing weight. I like that fucking positive feedback. Yeah. So, and I always have, and it's not like my parents built that into me. That's just who I am. I've always 
wanted to win. I always want to be the best. And I want to hear someone say, you know what, Matt, you're fucking yeah. great. No, it that's feels it. good. And I, I think that's kind of was my, that's what drove me in sports. Like nothing better. than be like, God damn, that kid can hit. He's the best hitter on the team. He's on the all-star. Like that shit fucking pumped me up. And that motivated me to not pick daisies in left field mm-hmm. at practice. Back in the day, but uh, my my kid may be a daisy picker. I'm like, no. She's gonna find the right uh, thing. She'll she'll find her passion oh in something. Uh, oh, look look at, look at Kung Fu trying to give me positive reinforcement about Swago. Great uh-huh. crate score last time, six million. Impressive. There Thanks, pal. That's, that's how you not, keep him playing I the don't game. Know if that's enough. Is just to continue yeah, to that, give him see? feedback. He, like he's that. he's doing exactly. That's why Kung Fu's smart. Like that, that's a wit right there. Like he, he just picked up on what he was saying. He said, Hey, good for you, pal. <laughs> Pat on the back. Thanks buddy. I love Swigo now. All right, Nick, there moving on go. from Star Wars. Rick. And the Sorry. last person here in the top five for this week is at Luke underscore photography Walker. And honestly, like I went down right. our feed and I was like, I thought I had my top five figured out. I was like, all right, I got, I got my five. I scrolled down a little further and I saw this shot and I was like, I got to change it now. I got to put this in. So what we see here. Yeah, I mean, when are you going to see the doctor and Panda exactly. doing their so thing, So what we right? see is Dr. Cornelius Ezevan and Panda Baba. So for those of you who don't know names of obscure Star Wars characters, these are the two guys that were fucking with Luke in the Mos Eisley Cantina at the beginning of episode four. Um, And what you get to see is the doctor himself in the middle of a procedure on what looks like some sort of (laughs) Zuckus-like creature. Um, Well, here's what it is. It's like, it's, it's, I think that's Forlom's head. Yeah, it's like. And then it's on like a body that has, I'd say like a Han Solo jacket, but then it's got like an alien hand. So the doctor is truly in, as Nick is saying, and, and it's like they're grafting a protocol or a, a bounty hunter droid head onto an like, organic yeah. body. Like it's such a weird, like it's such a weird shot. And then like <laughs> you can see, like it's crazy. Like the the interior, like the dio that that Luke uh photography walker put this in is it's so crazy. Like you got the bed. It looks like you got one of the members of the modal nodes there in the background. Like in yeah, this you need a little little surgery yeah, music, like, you know, a little little music to to make the surgery exactly. go by. And then just the way that that Panda Baba at his feet is positioned and like looking up towards the dock and yeah. hold him down. Oh, hold man. him down, Pamba. We, we can't have him <laughs> squirming here. This is why he's wanted in uh, 12 systems for, for, for these experiments that he has been doing on, on unwilling creatures like this. Uh, I just thought it was like a super creative shot. Like you, I've never seen something like this from uh, the toy photography community, and it's it's really fun to see. Yeah, I mean they're they're not really figures that would would be the star no. subjects. You know, they're they're usually relegated to background exactly. fodder or whatnot. But hey, but, and I I felt the same way when I saw it throughout the week. I was like, you know what, Luke. You're getting featured because this this is just different. Like you, you went out on a limb here to celebrate the Doc and Panda, yeah. two Star Wars randos that most of the fandom will know because of that infamous scene in the Most Icely Cantina. Yeah, exactly. He's wanted in twelve systems. Now we know why. We see what's going on. I love the. He doesn't like you. I don't like you. I either. don't like you either. <laughs> That's where Luke should just be like, it's I don't like, give a guys. fuck, and just headbutt him. Like, like yeah, all problem, right, let's go, guys. Like. Push him over the like, bar. Yo, he, he, the, 
That's where, like, if Luke knew who his dad was at that point in time, he definitely would have, like, you know, an Anakin Anakin Skywalker Tusken Raider (laughs) murder. He just would be like, oh, fucking kill everyone. But don't worry. I'm Anakin's son. Obi-Wan came in and did that anyway. Cut this fucking guy's arms off. (laughs) But he used, Nick, he used his one lightsaber that did not solderize flesh. It, it just cut and there was blood <laughs> everywhere. So, yeah, uh, yeah, the, the, that was a, he, he didn't have he didn't quite have his kyber crystal tuned yeah, properly. It for was the a little hat. bit lower than the full cut and cauterized yeah. setting. It was because yeah. <laughs> somehow I mean, somehow that lightsaber cauterized the, 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 the fuck out of shit back in the, the prequel era. But once he got the, OT, the battery, no, was not low. On he forgot to arm. charge it. The battery yeah. was low. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, the, the the extended scene would have been Obi Wan looking at it and batting on it like a flashlight, yeah. like what the and, fuck? And hitting it like, oh, there we go, that's the full blade. Sorry, yeah, pal, like a, I can cauterize yeah, it now. It's like here, let me fix that just, for you. you know. <laughs> and Pot is like, Aah! oh man, oh, boy. Stuff, all right. Well, I guess it's time to that go is home. The huh? end of the top five, which means that's the end of our show. All right. There wasn't a lot to talk about, but we got some Doomcock talking. We got some talk about yeah. <laughs> uh, the Essence Festival in New Orleans where we may get Doom some cock, new Ahsoka yeah. stuff. So, Matt, uh, why don't you go ahead and close out the Let's show? Let's do it. <laughs> All right, man. Boy, what a fuck, man. That, that, you know what? These past two weeks, I'm like, really, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Should we even do a show? And you know what? I had a fucking good time. <laughs> that, that's why I know... It doesn't matter what's out there. If Nick and I get on the camera, I'll say something stupid that he's going to latch on to and he'll like make it sound smart. And here we are almost two and a half hours later with only two Star Wars topics. But fuck it. Good times had by all. At least those that uh, don't get upset with stupid shit that doesn't affect their lives. Those types have probably canceled us and that's quite all right. But as Nick said, it is time to put episode two, six, seven to bed. So as we do, let's do our little ditty on dance on over to StarWarsTime.net. If you're new here, that's where you can find our, um, really all our socials. But who gives a shit about that stuff? We want you to latch into the podcast networks we're on. So just hit subscribe to podcasts. Once you're there, please leave a rating or review if it allows you. And you lazy assholes that have been there for many months, many years at this point, please do it right now when you're hearing me. Listen, it's going to take 30 seconds, but it's going to mean the world to Nick and I, right? Come on, help us out. Ratings and reviews. If you're on the YouTube, you know what to do there. Comment, clip this shit, get me in trouble. Fuck it. Let's go. Generate some views on your own channel. Leave a comment. Leave a review. Turn on notifications. But all you need to know, in case you forget any of these directives is StarWarsTime.net. That's where we are. That's where you find all the good stuff. And that's where you will learn that there's always time for Star Wars time. All right, my friends. If all goes well, tomorrow night about this time, we'll be wrapping Chapter 2 of Scoundrels of the New Republic. So stay tuned for announcements on that release. Uh, There's a good chance it may come out next week if we um, decide to scrub a show. Uh, or in August when I'm away for my other vacation. But just stay tuned. I, I think one of our best platforms to stay in the know, in communicado, yeah, in communicado, not excommunicado, is, is probably the uh, Instagram. But we got that Discord too. 
Best part about that, just go to Discra- uh, Instagram for Discord and come play, all right? All right, people, there's always time for Star Wars time as we like to sing. I'm just delaying things to find the buttons I need. All right, people. It's been real. Always a good time. Uh, just keep tuned into the socials for next week and how we're going to shake that out. I'll probably have something out by Monday. So fret not. You'll get something from the SWTS next week. Just not promising this glorious two hours of nonsense we just gave you. Okay? As you leave, tell your friends, your kids, your wife, your pets, that if they listen to the Star Wars Time Show, the Force will be with them always. Always.